Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2 rewatch episodes. We're doing season 1B this time around. And for those of you who listened to the end of the last episode, you know that that's episodes 13, 16, 19, and 21. We're going to start that's, with Know Your Frenemies. <laughs> that's your PLL murder bingo numbers. Uh, yeah, Know Your Frenemies, written by I, Marlon King, directed by Ron Lagomarsino. Yeah, through uh, no intentions of our own, we have a, like kind of a double feature Marlene written episodes directed by Ron Lagomarsino, and then also a couple of Chris Christmer directed episodes as well. Yeah. What were your thoughts just kind of overall on, on 1B here? Um, it's weird. 1A seemed so good to me in a way that like surprised me i guess i forgot um 1b not bad at all but it's definitely like folding into this type of pll storytelling that you know i think it, it maintained for several years um, would you say you liked 1a more than 1b you know i don't know i mean maybe maybe i can comment on that in, the, in an episode or two um possibly though because uh, you're definitely you're definitely like locked so much more into the mystery thriller elements and like the 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 usual cliffhanger. So she wanted a key. Oh, I found the key. Or, or you've accepted me. Now I have to step outside and make a shady phone call about how I can't do this anymore or whatever. Um, a lot, lot more clue based. I feel like rather than like the liars just like kind of dealing with some of their own internal issues and storylines that then folded into the a mystery in 1a what about you i would say i not that i disliked 1a but to me this half season is just very very strong like it's just the melissa spencer ian storyline that we somehow managed to like get the greatest hits of in these four episodes uh Mm. just amazing it's so fucking good uh you know, I like the early episodes, but to me, this is like the show has fully found its legs now, and it's it's doing everything One A did with just w- way better, you know, folding it of mystery and character and all that. And Spencer has completely taken over the show, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Spencer's show. Uh, I wouldn't say that this is the best of the Spencer, Ian, Melissa stuff because that's still careful what you wish for. Um. <laughs> well, what are we missing? What what? What's the big highlights we're missing from Spencer and Ian here? Um, the one-on-one stuff. Like the sandwich, obviously. The sandwich. Um, the you and I are gonna dance now. Mm. Um, it just it's a fucking and he still does it in this one too. Just Ian, like you could you could redub some of Ian's scenes at the school and say that he's running for office. You know what I mean? He's always like in the background, like shaking somebody's fucking hand. Mm-hmm. Being Mr. White Bread, like, status quo. I love it. I lo- Ian is such a great villain. I miss uh, Ian. I, again, I think we talked about this last week. Ian should have been the the the, the, the fake... The fake, yeah. Yeah, at the end of season six. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been so creepy. I mean, it was great just to see Ian again in uh, 424, who I think was the last time we saw him when he came back from the flashback. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's let's jump right into know your frenemies. That's uh, thirteen. Yeah. So Melissa and Ian are married at this point. Spencer sneaking down the stairs as quietly as she can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Spencer on the stairs. It's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, He's taken over the kitchen at this point. Yeah, Melissa and Ian are, are whispering in the kitchen. I think you can, I didn't check. I think the, like there's like closed caption on this where you can hear a little bit more or you can read a little bit more what they're saying. Because it's, uh, it's just like, Allison, you have to keep secrets, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of like, uh, no one will know if they found out the truth, if they'll have mm-hmm. questions, ones we're not prepared to answer, yeah. So do you think that that is Melissa telling Ian that she killed Bethany Young or that she, she buried, or, you know, who we now know as Bethany Young because uh, she thought Spencer killed her? I think this is a good guess for where it could be or just general area. I could very well see she's just like, Ian, there's something I have to tell you. I I buried this fucking chick because I think my sister killed her. And Ian's like, I've never found you so hot as I do right now. Because I don't think she knows about the Ian Allison stuff yet. I I sense that he has not told her that yet. Well, it's funny that you mentioned 424. Like, when she comes pounding on that door at Hilton Head in the hotel room, doesn't mm-hmm. she ask, like, isn't Allison in this room or is Allison in this room? Yeah, yeah, that's why she's yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the fucking camera set up. I know. But, like, in in a couple episodes, I think it's in 16, it seemingly, like, after enough, like, innuendo from Spencer, she and Ian have a talk, Melissa and Ian do, where he kind of comes clean about Allison and, and that whole deal. The, the can't, you know, going to see her that night or something like that. That's my guess anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so it's, it's like little, little touches too that I didn't notice. Like I like this nice little match cut from like Ian's like sleepy breakfast to Byron's. And then of course we're enveloped in the full bloom of Aria and her feather earrings. Yeah. I just, love the way spencer runs back into her room like that i feel like that's one of the few times we see the upstairs hallway yeah yeah um which i guess we'll see kind of later in things like the dollhouse mm-hmm. um, i don't know why it's a shock but of course trying bellasario has an amazing southern accent oh yeah this is we, we picked some great trying episodes here i love hey, hey y'all i'm just trying to do some detective work like, why is she doing a southern accent? Just because she's calling the south? Listen, sugar, can you give me some information over this here phone? Yeah. Do you notice that the shirt that she's wearing or dress or whatever this thing is, like, it seemingly has, like, a napkin tucked into the collar? Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of a weird look. Oh, God, I completely... Like, it was just... It was like... A, it was like having been off the bottle for a while and then it's like going back to the bar like this weird teenage fashion well the just the the mastery of all ian in all his scenes here the the way that's blocked so he's constantly invading her space he's just like going to the fridge moving right past her she's ducking out of the way oh now he's going to get some coffee and she's ducked all the way against the wall like she can't go anywhere else you know yeah he's just like mr household domesticity he's just the good husband he even manages to make turning on the stove, the gas range, like sinister. Like he like clicks it on at just the right time. 
Well, like between this stuff with Ian and, of course, the Marins, like the kitchen as like uh, a litmus test for the ecosystem of a family mm-hmm. was a big thing in this part of PLL. Um, yeah, yeah. You had your constant breakfast scenes. And I love in this Ian Spencer scene that she's they he's trying to bury the hatchet. She's like, whatever, you know, she's mm-hmm. going to leave it alone until she sees the Hilton Head badge. And then it's like just Spencer, as we see in these episodes here, she just cannot stop herself. She can't stop. She won't stop. You know, she's just like, I've got to ask a question that's going to piss you off and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I know it's going to it's going to ruin everything. Yeah. Has to do. I could just leave it alone right now. And, and you know, seemingly we're not pissed off at each other, but no, nope, but I'd, gonna, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather be pulled apart by horses. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, of course, Emily, of all people, has the great line, Allison lied more than she breathed. Who would say that's a line? I think it's either Emily or Hannah says, if lying was a crime, we would all be in jail. I think it's Emily. And yet somehow, it's very PLL, it's very, like, teenage logic, and yet somehow, she's still a better writer than Ezra. Emily is? Yeah. Have we written anything or read anything? Well, no, but I'm just saying, Allison lied more than she breathed is better than, like, what is the the first line from Ezra's book? Like, the first thing she ever told me was a lie. Something Uh, like lying was her oxygen. Lying was her oxygen. What do you think? Sorry, go ahead. Emily had it better. Emily worded it better. (laughs) What do you think about Byron telling his kids that he's going on a date? It's creepy. He makes it creepy and weird. Like, I'm trying to decide if it's just him being weird about it or if in general, like, is that maybe don't tell your kids that just yet. I don't know. We don't know how much time has passed, but. Yeah, they're still really raw about their parents' impending divorce and separation. Like, if and it's the first date, maybe just don't bring it up. Yeah, don't bring it up. Especially since your dating history is what's kind of fucked this family mm-hmm. over royally. But, like. He's just like, well, guys, you're on your own because Byron's going to get it wet tonight. <laughs> sausage heaven. <laughs> is uh, this our first pitch in a sausage heaven? Yeah. I think it um, is. I'm not, not 100%. I completely keep forgetting, like, the FBI is still in town at this point. I don't think that ever went really anywhere. I don't know if she appears after I, this. I believe this is her last episode. Yeah. Weirdly, we, we happen to catch both of them. Um can we talk about the just Tulpa power here with Spencer has uh, Emily just there to watch her like do mystery stuff mm-hmm. while she's on the phone? I love that. There's there's some good theory stuff. Oh, in these four episodes especially. Mm-hmm. There's an Arya and Caleb moment, which is bonkers if you subscribe to the theory. Um, <laughs> well, you get the – oh, yeah, definitely. You get the classic uh, Ashley Marin line. It's only a felony if they find out. Yeah. That's some good parenting right there. Yeah. Um, Hannah makes reference to Spencer's Ronald Kamars, which yes, fitting. Yeah, it's one of the one of the few modern references uh, we get on the show. I think. Are there like do people when they do fanfic do they really like mash different things together? Has anyone ever like you know I'm going to sit down at this here keyboard and like compose the tale of when Ronald Kamars met Spencer Hastings and how the world couldn't sustain itself afterward. I definitely feel like Rosewood and Neptune could exist in the same reality. And they're opposite sides of the country, so you're not going to butt up against each other, really. But they both exist in that kind of heightened state where there's just mystery happening all the time. Can't you just see Ezra being like, Arya, like, 
interim mayor Steve Gutenberg, like he's a real good guy. I really like his policies. You should have let your little brother spend the night at his place. Um, oh. <laughs> so <Why? laughs> we cut from like what I thought was a genuinely sweet moment of Emily and Maya to to Ezra in his classroom. He's writing on the blackboard about Great Gatsby. He writes his oh. G really funny. I, I feel like we should also just mention that this was back when Mikey Montgomery and Noel Kahn were suddenly friends. Mm-hmm. Just young Noel Kahn being at his most Noel Kahniest. Well, it's like, never mind the, the DJ stuff at the fashion show. Mm-hmm. It just seems like Noel Kahn is everything Mikey wants to be. <laughs> he totally is. Um, but yeah, so you get this great Noel Kahn Ezra scene where Noel Kahn is basically trying to like young Pope Ezra. Well, what is it? Is what kind of symbolism can we read into Ezra writing Gatsby, the corruption of the American dream? As it zooms in on him. Yeah, I. I think it it definitely adds more when you when you find out Ezra's real story. I think he's finally arrived at a look Ezra has now, just the the vest constantly. You know. Doesn't uh, No Con make fun of it here? Like, yeah, nice vest. He might. Did, did you notice that No Con has like one of those? Uh, what do they call those uh, those old folders that you'd have in school? Like you would you would only have Trapper one of these. Little, no, not one of those. Um, you would only have this if you were like in sixth grade. Like it's funny that he has one in high school. Yeah, is it similar to the one that uh, Mona has of Noel Kahn's later? <laughs> no, no, it's like it's got the little sports figures on it, like like drawings uh-huh. of people playing sports. I get there's a name for them. I just can't think of it right now. I was wondering today, do do kids still like cover their textbooks with like the uh, the paper bags? I wonder or... the whole book cover thing, yeah. <laughs> do you not do that in California anymore because you have to pay ten cents for those fucking bags? Yeah. <laughs> well just this this face off between Noel and Ezra, it's Ezra's such a just a weak little man that he can like Noel can hold his own, you know, like Noel yeah. is a high school student and yet they're both on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> I just like these, like, I have a brand new paper for you to grade. And it's just like, Oh, this is the same paper. Ezra, fits, it up again. Ezra fits man of integrity, educator of integrity, except for that one little thing. But other than that, he's a stand up guy. He refuses to be blackmailed or change anyone's grade. Also too gosh, darn romantic. He's like, hey, I, I may fuck my students, but I don't change their grades. Come on. <laughs> well. Give me a little at, credit here. At least not in, for a few seasons until Emily needs it. <laughs> so that was uh, Ella. That was Ella. Yeah. Was Ella. Yeah, yeah. Did we ever find out why Mona had that that folder of Noel Cons in like season five? A folder of Noel Con. Wasn't it? Didn't she have, like Emily spotted her like, Holding some kind of folder had like no. Uh, yeah, we probably we'll we'll get there. We probably did. It's just I can't remember right now. It was nothing major. I think it was to do with like him and Allie's like faltering alliance or something like that. Oh, I wonder if Noel was just like, "Hey, Mona, could you proofread my erotic friend fiction?" <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Noel Khan. <laughs> um. So we get Hannah and the money notes from A, which the sequence is. Big. Oh, and Toby. And Toby, yeah. Uh, escorted to his locker where someone's written killer on it. Um, He's just the saddest fucking sad ass who ever sat it. He's just like, wah, 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 
oh, I'm just here to get my books. And everyone's just glaring at me. And this, like, one fucking dude just, like, walks up and is just, like, murder. Where did they find this guy? This is, like, the perfect extra to deliver this line, you know? It's just, I like, so butthurt. I would love to see the fucking, like, uh, auditions for this. Mm-hmm. You've got one line. <laughs> Give it your all. It's perfect, yeah. Well, the... This is, the, of course, the classic episode where Hannah is forced to eat a bunch of cupcakes. I think this is when you knew A had to be a woman. Like, I feel like this is so fucking cruel that, like, only only another woman would know just how to torture Hannah this way. You know, it's so mean. Like, I feel like guys just, you know, they play a different game than, than what we're getting right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I, don't, I feel like this... this it'd be interesting to see men really start like body shaming their bros, like really get into like their weight and stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe we do that in subtle ways, but yeah, this is, this is hardcore with the, the piggy cupcakes, which do look delicious. Well, it's just the move is just, Oh, you just have to go eat these in public. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just so cruel. I mean, yeah. Flashbacks to where Allie seemingly like comforted Hannah and then like taught her to binge. I, I think it's the subtext. They don't totally come out and say it. it it's kind of like Allie taught her that, and Hannah, like, instead was like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Teaches her to purge. Yeah. <laughs> Anna knows how to binge. Yeah, sorry, purge. Um, <laughs> um, seemingly, Hannah, like, rejected that idea, but that, like, gave her the strength to, you know, commit to, like, a super healthy diet or whatever. But, like, okay, so sidled up there with the guy who, who gives it his gusto with the murderer line. Then there's the guy who plays like uh, no cons, like football oh, bro. He's oink, just like oink, that guy. Oink, oink. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think this bothered me when we first recorded this. This is still like Queen B of the school. This is like Hannah Mayer and Alpha Babe. Like, are you really that like confident enough to sit there and be like oink, 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 oink. Well, and then like her stock, has her stock fallen a little bit just because she's on the outs with Mona? Oh, that's right, because the whole, well, cause the whole like, liposuction thing? The lipo thing, then she got run over by a car. Like, it, it's like, and she's always, like, a suspect and, like, all these, like, Allison shenanigans. I feel like maybe her stock fell a little bit. I don't know, but I still feel like if I'm one of these Letterman bros, Hannah Marin looks at me and smiles, even if she's, like, looking past me at somebody. I, I feel like, I forget who I am for, like, three days. I think you're giving way too much credit to teenage boys. I, I I feel like the power of Hannah is uh, intense. I feel like I'd be like Garrett. Like, how did I get here? Did I drive here? I don't know. I'm dissociative. Yeah. Um, also, what I don't know if it? I know. <laughs> There's a music store next to Lucky Leon's, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that must be where Paige gets all of her, her alt-rock jams there. Yeah. Uh, so because of the Fields House, um, Pam freaks out because she hears giggling through the open doorway, which everyone knows is the gateway to teenage lesbianics. Um, oh, this was back when Pam was just awful. Ugh. Well, Maya is pushing all of her buttons, too, purposely. Is she? I think she just is. Just by calling think, her Pam? I think she's calling her Pam and just being like, nothing was happening, Pam, I promise. I, and then, I, like, I, when, I didn't read that way, personally. I when thought, Pam, like, Pam gets upset speak. and like Emily apologizes... Or Maya's just like you didn't do anything wrong, Emily. I feel like she's she's definitely. It's not. I'm not saying it's not deserved, but she's definitely purposely like getting the Pam. But you didn't do anything wrong. I feel like was more for Emily's sake, like just trying to comfort her. 
I don't know. I think it's I think it's twofold. Yeah, I I could not stand Pam in these early episodes. She got better eventually, but God, she's like, oh my God, they're playing yeah. footsie on the bed. Mm-hmm. That's going to lead to oh no. <laughs> exactly, it's going to lead to oh no. Um, yeah, so Arya comes to rescue Hannah. That same dude is still trying out that oink oink line. That's still killing. It's killer material. Red velvet cupcakes too. That's uh, I just I would I would want to vomit after eating six of those. I feel like this is not the first time you've attacked Red Velvet on the podcast. Red Velvet is not good. Mm. I don't want the primary taste in a food to just be the color red. Mm. Okay. Um, and then Arya is just like, don't you guys have practice? Or did you lose your balls? <laughs> Arya shuts it down. Well, like, the is, Arya just, is Arya just being a good friend who has, like, no time for, like, uh, like jock bros? Or is she, like, assume that they were marking or mocking our dark porcelain lord, Pictunio, with the cupcakes? <laughs> like, Arya, go rescue Hannah, Lucky Leons! Well, you know, I, I can't remember... It's already heading over there, Pictunio. I can't remember who wrote in about this, but somebody had this, you know, comment on the theory that it should be the other way around, that Arya's the make-believe one. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of ways that I could see that. Like, it it's kind of, I'd say, 50-50, because, like, something like this, you would imagine your imaginary friend coming in to, like, get rid of people for you, you know? It is kind of weird when you have to come rescue your imaginary friend from bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On one hand, I don't know if a trauma could break me so hard that I'd be lucky enough to imagine up an Arya Montgomery. <laughs> but well, I Arya see... with the crazy fashion, you know? But I could see Arya becoming so intense that she has to ascend into like a shattered. <laughs> like there's so much of her that there's enough to spare to become a Hannah. I also love how Noel Khan is just always lurking around in the backgrounds of every scene in this episode. Because yeah. they think he's A and the dude's just fucking everywhere. Well, it's like he's just like, uh, like, like Gary, I want you to go over there and just like give your best material to Hannah. Just really tease her. Just really work it up. And Gary's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to work some, some type five, like oink oink material on her. He's like, you go do that, Gary. I'm going to check out these LPs over here at the music store. (laughs) I feel like Noel Khan, like in a different scene of the show, he's got like his Patrick Bateman, like music critiques. (laughs) Oh, yes. I, I can't even think of what like you know 2010 era music he would he would have his hot takes on, but I'm sure it's amazing. Uh, he's, he's just like, he's like I like to talk to you about Kings of Leon. <laughs> he's just like rap rock. Are we still doing this seriously? I don't think so. Not in No Con's world. How did uh, how did Mona get the money into the dispenser there? I don't like, know. It's, it's amazing. Is she just hiding around the corner? Somebody else walks in and she's like, no, 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 don't use that here. Have a towel. I feel like it has to be more extreme than that. I feel like some chick's in there and she's just like, oh, I need one more towel. And she reaches for it and like Mona just tases her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drags her into a stall. <laughs> well, like there's there's Mona in one of the other stalls, like holding two people with like, uh, 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 what's that shit uh, you put on the thing to like make someone pass out? The chloroform. Whatever. The chloroform, like two chloroform rags over two random people's mouths. Why Hannah's like, hey, look at that. Money in this paper towel dispenser. Fanfield's <laughs> uh. still the worst. She's she's doing the whole like, oh, look at this photo of my young daughter. And, you know, 
if only she hadn't grown up to become an evil lesbian. And then, oh, just time to start snooping through my shit. Oh my god, a joint. Like, do they really have just, like, juvie camp that they just send you to for three months in the middle of the school year? Yeah, I don't know. I never really questioned that before I was watching this episode. I was like, can they just do that? And it's like, yep, you're off to juvie camp. Whatever that is. We're taking you out of school for three months. Pam's like, what is this shit in her bag? An Altoids tin? Ugh. Evil lesbian trying to protect her breath? <gasps> a joint? Yeah, we get the other Nolcon Ezra uh, showdown. What does he say? Oh, no, it's later on when he's talking to Arya. He says, even though this doesn't look right, it has always felt right. Which is just, oh, you're the worst, Ezra. Yeah. Uh, to- um, Toby crying. Well, I was wearing these little kids. The Rosewood is a town mm-hmm. where a dude will lean out of his moving like car to yell. Wait the fuck out of that moving car. Why would you save us the cost of a trial? I just dropped dead. That guy like took his seatbelt off in order to lean out of his like, car and yell at this dude. Like, was he like, you know what? That wasn't satisfying enough. I need you to turn the car around <laughs> and I want to moon him. <laughs> and then run him over. In fact, I don't want to just moon him. I want to wave my ass at him and then shit on him while the car moves. And the friend's like, I gotta be somewhere. <laughs> I love the constant trope in the first season of, like, Spencer's out jogging somewhere, and then it's like, oh, shit, duck behind a car, like, take your headphones off, time to spy on somebody. Yep, yep. This oh, she can't always do it at home. Toby cry. Yeah. Oh, we've all been there, Toby. <laughs> he, like, retreats into an alley to cry, and Spencer's just like, human emotion, how interesting. Like, she's going to walk over and just, like, lick one of his tears and see what that tastes like. I think we really happen to pick uh, some really romance-heavy, like, we see a lot of the beginnings of, of the ships here. You know, we get the Halo ship, we get Emily and Paige, we get uh, Spencer and Toby here. Like, just mm-hmm. all the, some of the classic early notes to that symphony. I mean, do, do, do people really get this level of fervor, like, worked up over the other nine people who were either suspected of or arrested for killing Allison? Uh, well, I mean, you see that that dude with the funky hair walking down the street. I feel like you just want to yell at him or, yeah. or cross the street to get away from him. Yeah. Both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Yeah, like, I like that, like, so Byron's cooking dinner. Mike gives such little shit about that that he actually goes for the pizza in the fridge behind him. <laughs> um, and also, he's uh, been hearing some rumors from Noel Khan. Yeah, yeah. But, like, don't let Arya's crazy feather earrings distract you from how bonkers her rings are. On one finger, she has, like, what looks like a wrestling belt for your finger, like a championship belt mm-hmm. or something. On the other, it's like a jumble of, like, gold balls like sparkling gold or fin- gold golden finger goiters she knows how to accessorize for real yeah yeah, yeah mikey montgomery's uh, just telling tales about how the rumor is about mr fitz dating one of his students and then byron fucking byron montgomery is just like you shouldn't joke about that man like let's think about Mr. Fitz for a second. Have we have we considered the feelings of the teacher who's fucking the student? I'm just I'm just offering you that side of the story. Yeah, really. And then Arya's just like, uh, and then like for a minute straight, she looks super fucking guilty, and then just like runs away. And Byron's well, like, huh? Hmm. Well, know. like how do you how do you not know? 
Byron, how are you shocked later? Other than your own feelings for Ezra. But like, yeah, like Byron's like speaking as a white man who slept with one of his students. Don't joke about that. <laughs> you really shouldn't joke about that. Uh, she can't even put her keys in the car. She's freaked out so much. Yeah. And then, uh, man, the look that Ezra has later on when she uh, comes over to his apartment and lets herself in. I guess she has keys now. He, this is really like the ultimate like gin soaked Ezra look. Oh. Like the the tie is like loose, the top button is undone, his hair is all like kind of like falling forward, like he has bangs over half his face. He's a little unshaven. He's got a tumbler in hand. This is a look I, he needs to bring back. Am I mistaken, or does he still have the vest on and the shirt untucked? Shirt is untucked. Yeah, that is that is still wearing your vest and shirt untucked. Not a great look. No, it's not. That would be the one thing I'd change. You gotta tuck that back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um But Ezra, you you've never looked more like a writer right now. He tells her the relationship he has with this teenage girl is the most real and honest thing in his life. I think this might be the first time he says I love you to her. I'm not hundred percent on that, but I think so. Because they, they I, seem to really make a big deal out of it. I guarantee you that there's somebody listening to this right now who is like, It is <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's in the wiki. I don't know. Ugh. Spencer th- sucks her thumb while she's highlighting just random study, and they're like, she just she can't focus because Ian shit is nearby, and she just has to know. Spencer's like, I'm trying to get pregnant. Spencer's like, with Ian. Spencer's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the fuck, you bitch. Oh man, like, every every scene between Spencer and Melissa in this series of episodes is fucking solid gold. The look on Melissa's face reminded me of that South Park. Like if she could spit a turd at, at Spencer, she would right then. Like Spencer will just never, ever just be nice. You know, just just be like, oh, congratulations. Nope. Yeah. With Ian? Ew. Uh I also like the move where she's just starting to untape the box when she hears a noise and she's like quickly untaped that tapes it back up and runs away. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple of like false starts of Spencer and stuff to good physical acting there. This is like pre, Oh, I can't remember what was end of season one or start of season two. The one where later on, like Spencer sneaks into um, Peter's study. Oh yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's like, she's got all of her, like if she gets caught, like all of her excuses, with props are ready to go. Like Spencer knows her spycraft. Absolutely. This is like this 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 half season is still under like the Spencer begins. Well just you know, category. The constant triangle between her, Ian, and, and Melissa is so good. Because I mean I just want to say real quick, just I want you people to appreciate that the, the arc of Spencer Hastings is not dissimilar from the arc of Batman and the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, she just needs to go to Asia and, you know, join a crime gang for a while. Learn how to criminal mind things. If she had to steal a man from Hong Kong, <laughs> I believe she could do it. I'm sorry, you were saying about Melissa Nian. Just the triangle, because there's so much conflict between all of them. Sometimes mm-hmm. Ian is mad. Sometimes, like, sometimes Ian's a good cop. Sometimes he's the bad cop, you know, and switching with Melissa. Uh, and Spencer just absolutely will push those buttons every single time. And he, you get the sense that all of them have secrets they're not telling the others, too. It just, God, these scenes are so good. 
Well, Melissa's like, trust me, Spencer can keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. Ian, longest, intensest stare of all time. Yeah, I know she can. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, like, yeah. Hannah goes back to the fucking lasagna box, even though they, she already got money stolen out of there. Come on, Hannah. Even her mom is just like, find a better place. Also, yeah, I, I need a gif of uh, Ashley, Ashley Marin as she's uh, telling Hannah about how she knows when she's lying. She just pops a cork out of the bottle, just yanks it right out. Like as 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 she stares down Hannah without even looking at the bottle, it's great. I need a gift of this. The only thing better if she just like pulls it out for teeth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think this is the episode where we discover that the key to Ashley Marin's safe is wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, pulls it out for teeth and spits it aside. And it's like cartridges. <laughs> um. So going back to Ezra and Arya, is he lighting like a weird magic sex candle here? Uh, that is a pretty magical sex candle. Yeah, it does, they had that later, like, way later in, like, season seven, I think. Like... Oh, oh, it's a similar, it's, like, one of those, like, old-style wine bottles with, like, the the straw weave at the bottom. Oh, when she's making dinner and she watches yeah. the report about Nicole? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just lit the candle by which she did the occult rite, which involved deflowering a teenager. What is this shit? Uh... And then the classic essence of Spencer and Hannah, nuclear. Nuclear. What? Nuclear. Not nuclear. I love this scene where it's like, we think this is it, uh, and the Ezra is about to get busted. And then Hackett, I think this might be the first appearance of Prince. Yeah, Hackett. it's the first Hackett. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh shit, Noel Khan's busted. Ace saved my relationship. Well, Spencer's just like, oh my god, are you? Do you even hear yourself? <laughs> Yeah, she's fucking on cloud nine later, and they're just all like, seriously, God. <laughs> well, like, I like that nobody takes into account, like, I don't know, guys, no Colin's pretty intense. He might retaliate in a pretty bad way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are they just assuming that, like, no one will believe him now? I mean, I feel like when he's coming at them with a battle axe and a goddamn battle axe in season seven, Ari should have flashed back to this moment and be like, no, no, I, I get it. I understand. We never understood him. I like how Spencer's friends are bitches to Melissa, just in a show of solidarity. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, is this like the the posse line? Yeah, yeah. She comments on uh, the posse, and they're like, "What the fuck does posse mean?" <laughs> and then um, they all they bring Emily over, and I'll just sit there as Emily goes upstairs and has sex with like a million are... candles lit around her. Yeah, they are they are just studying downstairs while Maya's preparing like a candlelit fuck party in Spencer's room. Which of course the liars here giggles through the floor or through the ceiling, which is code for lesbian cuddle dancing. Um, the, and lesbian well, they, cuddle dancing is ABC family code for lesbian sex. The other three liars are just really loving their le that they have a lesbian friend in this episode. They just find it fucking adorable. Well, it's like, like how cute. You like romance the same as straight people. Ah. Yeah, Hannah constantly mentions later on, like, is that girl on girl code for whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like, I like once they all leave, like, like patting themselves on the goddamn back, <laughs> like, like a bunch of white girls. Like, I just wanted, uh, like, Spencer to be like, I had to sleep in that bed. Hmm. I assume she's got to change sheets. I don't know. Or all those, all those will candles she? in there, or maybe it's Melissa's room. Yeah. No, it's Spencer's, but. 
go ahead and fuck in my sister's room. It's cool. I, I mean, know, like, some of those candles do some are on, dirty stuff too. Like candles are on little pizza. stools and whatnot. I feel like you might bump into one of those and start a fire. Do a Trump on a Russian hotel bed in no. Melissa's room. You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, also, even grosser, Arya says in this scene, Maya's an amazing person. <laughs> Arya's never actually spoken to Maya before. <laughs> Spencer's like, oh my god, Arya, do you even hear yourself? <laughs> uh, then we get the course for the first time. Or the liars get the, yeah, the other half of the Kissing Rock video. Which backs well, right the up the middle to, third. Basically, sorry, yeah, yeah. You know, well, the, like the, first, the first two Part thirds. two. Yeah. They get part two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it looks like uh, she's dying or maybe just gripping the, the ground because she's orgasming or something. It's a murder, murder orgasm in the dirt, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the rare, like, oh, they hear a noise and chase A outside, but, like, can't find A. And we get, like, it's... POV of them running around. I think this is before they'd really figured out the A tag thing yet. It's a weird A tag, yeah. Oh, it's not quite an A tag. It's like they didn't quite know how to just do, like, the pure A tag. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like we want to bring in A in some way, but like organic to the story. And so it's yeah. like, oh, they chase A, and A's watching them, and they don't see A. Yeah, it's got a little weird ending. Yeah, and then just we the moon. I love this episode. Uh, which, by the way, is Brian Holdman, directed by Chris Grismer. So Chris Grismer, I just want to run through the the filmography as director. Um, some containment, which is a 2016 show, an episode of Designated Survivor, a lot of Vampire Diaries, a lot of originals, Killjoys, Orphan Black, one Orphan Black, then of course a lot of like Nine Lives of Chloe King, of Kyle series. XY, yeah, Bulk of the series, <laughs> branded. Um, so we get the weird, amazing slow motion smashing of Toby's mailbox. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Toby. Rosewood doesn't like you. <laughs> this, this, I, lo- you know, what I love about this episode is that there's this constant like liars lying to their parents, but then their parents also lying to them back. It's great. Yeah, because there is so much like suspicious Arya face in this episode. It's glorious. Like when Arya like is suspicious or perturbed or like doesn't know what's going on, she she does not like it at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, it made me think of that infamous interview of Josh Schwartz where he's like, my subtle plan at the OC all along was to make it a show about the parents. And, like, here's Byron, who I think is extra sexually aroused to be keeping this affair with his own wife, a secret from the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also, we need to talk about Spencer's eye makeup in this episode. Please do. Because it is on point. This is full, just raccoon eye, like emo look, a little bit smeared. Uh, I don't know who, like, I, I really wonder sometimes, like, is this in the script or is this just hair and makeup just, like, interpret this and be like, this is what Spencer would be looking like right now because she's in, like, her emo phase. You know, she's she's feeling kind of bad. She's sulking around and, and her makeup really reflects that. You think the fashion, like, meeting notes were, like, like we want to get her like dressed half like a, a murderous au pair mm-hmm. half well, like an emo assassin i really wonder like is is manny line just decide like spencer's feeling very french in this episode like is that in the script or does 
Manny Lyon just get to be like, nope, this is how she dressed because I feel like she nails it. It's like, it's a perfect Spencer look, this kind of like emo, murderous French au pair. <laughs> Manny Lyon's like, oh, say la guerre? That calls for a beret. Mm-hmm. A beret, one of those European capey things. <laughs> a half cape. Actually, yeah, half no, cape. I think we discussed this before. That's not a half cape. Hmm. I think a half cape is just on one side. Like that Faz, makes sense. Like Captain Phasma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 makes sense. Either that or I'm getting this backwards. It's one of the two. I just want, you know, to be acceptable, like the cape, like uh 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 George Costanza's father's lawyer from Seinfeld. I want that cape to come back in. So there we get the mention of Sausage Heaven. Uh we discover as we talked about. Arya gets the fact that she's a terrible liar from her dad. <laughs> Later um, on, when she's in line with Hannah, and Hannah's talking about, like, oh, there's a long line because uh, somebody tried to break into the vending machines or something, Arya's just like, wait, the vending machines have alarms? <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> line. I just had to write it down. Well, it's like, like, no, keep up. Well, it's like, for the people who think that maybe it's the theory is backwards, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, also, if Emily had never told Spencer to go apologize to Toby, we would have never had Spoby. So I don't know. She was. I feel like Spencer, at least subconsciously, is already lusting after the Topster here because he's so like hideous and unwanted by society. Yes, and then that's how she feels about herself. Therefore, she's fascinated with this dude. She's like, you want to know who I was always attracted to in literary heroes? The Hunchback, the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Holden Caulfield. Oh my God, we need to fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. Later on, when he's like, "How did you know that I read Catcher in the Rye?" and she's like, "Give me a fucking break, you Holden Caulfield wannabe." She's like, "Cause you read it all over town, making sure people see that you're reading the Catcher in the Rye." Just yeah. like I read Emily Dickinson. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the way Hannah comes over and just kicks Caleb's foot. That's such a stupid high school flirty thing that like she would totally do you know it's 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 almost like like grade school version of it but that's totally hannah you know yeah so they mentioned Paige and emily in the swim off showdown and my first thought was i was like oh shit i think we're relatively in close proximity to the drowning the attempted drowning i was like emily's very careful like very lucky that she didn't like jump in the pool and then like page through a toaster in the school pool right after her (laughs) I don't know if that would work. I don't know what the the radius of the electricity. Yeah, I don't. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know what the voltage is we like. We should test that out. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God, I'll, that, I'll get the toaster. You get the pool. Thank God, if it ever goes bad, we didn't podcast about it beforehand because that'd be <laughs> amateur hour. Um, yeah. So this is the great one where Caleb wants to use Hannah's cred to hook up some new high class clients, like hooking these rich kids up with some new ringtones and apps. I think he's he's. A little subtle flirtation here because he's like, I need a date. Oh, it's just to like, you know, some dude's Welsh on me. I need to make some money back. But like, he's working his way in there. He, he, I think he's got some plans of his own. You could just like dub in like the seduction from like Empire Strikes Back over these two. Mm-hmm. You know, she could call him a scoundrel. He could be into it. I mean, I, but like the way. Can his... I say, uh, my hands are dirty too. <laughs> You scruffy nerve herder. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> it's like, a good kiss. When he talks about like the ringtones and the abs and shit, I just, I'm like, I wish he was just a drug dealer. 
I mean, I wonder if maybe he was supposed to be, but... Do you think they dubbed in, like, uh, oh, <laughs> give us maps? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, he, they need the technology, bro, so they do need got, that aspect of it. You got that flappy bird? I get you that flappy bird. <laughs> I get you that real Marco Arment shit. I love the uh, the bit where uh, Arya is talking to Ella, like, trying to suss out what's going on with this whole art gallery thing and whether or not you win. And Ella's just like lying badly. And Arya's so confused. She's just like, cause she has her own, she's got her own ulterior motives for all this. And so it, it just doesn't make sense to her at all. Yeah. Cause she wouldn't expect her mom to be lying about this. Right. And Ella's just like, go away. Stop asking questions about this. <laughs> um, Toby has a pretty fancy flyer on the the wall at the school for homeschooling French tutoring. Yeah, I mean the justification isn't great, but other than that, um, I I don't seem like the French department made this. I just like the Spencer. She takes one of the little tabs and then she takes the whole thing. She takes it, takes it and throws it away. <laughs> and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You hated this guy. Now you're gonna steal my friend. Thanks a lot, bitch." Yeah. And probably ruin him. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you got him a haircut. Yeah, that's true. Spencer cannot have uh, a conversation with Ian without Melissa like teleporting in from somewhere for some reason. What? I, I laughed harder than I should have at, you can't avoid me. I live in your backyard. <laughs> well, um, it's a lot of yeah, like, they're... I'm a coach's wife now. I need to support him. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that going on in this episode. It's like you're just a field hockey coach. Yeah, you don't even teach here. You have you yeah. have your own fucking office and everything. And you're you're shaking hands like you're running for like state senate. What the fuck? He will be in a few years if he doesn't shoot himself. Yeah. Also, we we find out that uh, Melissa is going to Warden, or at least she's supposed to be in these past mm. few episodes. But I, I guess she still is, but maybe just not full time or something. Yeah. She worked so hard to get into it. Melissa is such a, a weird phantom character where she's like this driven student. She has her own place in Philly. So she's constantly she remodeling. Yeah, the halftime she doesn't give a fuck because she mm-hmm. now she's married and trying to have a baby and whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I laugh when Spencer goes to Toby's house, which is creepier than the Adams family house. <laughs> he opens the door before she can knock again, and Spencer's basically like. I found your mail all over the lawn since you can't seem to keep a mailbox out there. And then he just like shuts the door and it's like for a second you're like, is that it? No, he reopens it. He just undid the lock. He's like, you, you can't come in. I can't go anywhere either. I'm, well, she's I'm like, well, now, I, voice, but... now I have to come in. Yeah. You cannot come in. Yeah. Then find out Arya's honed like a ballistic missile when it comes to shit she cares about, like her parents' affair or Ezra. Um, there was a great earlier line between Hannah and Arya where Hannah asked Arya if those boots are new, and she's like, ish. <laughs> it's back when they still had time to talk about that sort of thing, and their lives just weren't a constant hell. Oh, I really had a moment with, um, we'll get to it in a minute, we'll get to that episode in that scene, but like the uh, Emily and Arya and the fashion mags, and <laughs> we want, we need. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, get the great exchange of Spencer and Toby and the, the French Saint Laguerre. Um, I think it was later, Jacob Flipton. It was like that's the most Spencer line Spencer has ever uttered. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we find out from Toby that that night, that night, Toby saw Allison get into some guy's car. That guy was Ezra. We find out later, right? Yeah, yeah. They're talking about Ezra. It was that son of a bitch or English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spencer just being like, he's different. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, what? You're helping me do my homework. What are you talking about? That is yeah. like great back and forth where it's like Emily asks a question, Spencer answers it, and then she just ruminates on Toby for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emily's like, what makes you think he wants you to, to, to come back? And she's just like, I think he does. I can see you getting a boner. <laughs> Emily's like, well, because when Spencer's like laying in her bed thinking about Toby, helping Emily do her homework, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily's like, oh, God, your brain is doing to my bed what Maya and I did to your bed. <laughs> Byron is just really loving. Like, he's just got this smirk on his face as he's like running into the high school that Arya and Hannah fall into. Oh, oh his line is here uh, from that scene. Toby is a question that Spencer Hastings can't answer. I think not. Um, yeah, like Byron and Ella do some real canoodling in the high school library. Like he's really getting off on this. Yeah. He's full on high school mode, even commenting on it. She's like, I feel like I'm in high school. And he's like, I know it's great. <laughs> he's, he's like, Ella, let's go send me over the, the AP reading list. Yeah. yeah. You call these art history books. We're going to make them a mess. I, um, I'm not sure. But I've—I don't know if they've ever said one way or the other. But I sense that Ella and Byron might have been high school sweethearts, or at least they got together like like early in college or something like that. I can see that. I because it seemed like they got married and had a kid like right out of college. Was the impression I got. Well, not just because of of being a mom, but I feel like Ella had to like start her career much later. Um, mm-hmm. probably because they were in college and Byron got her pregnant. Um, but yeah, then this whole like school extravaganza. Arya's just like, oh my god, my parents are having an affair with each other. And Hannah's like, hmm, hey, you're squatting in the air conditioning ducts. <laughs> that seems important. Harry's like, yeah, never mind that. Let's just go. Don't take it with you or anything. Then Hannah maces Caleb in the face and hairspray. Also, the phone conversation between Arya and Ella, where Ella's just—it's like Ella's so driven to get Arya off the phone that she never stops to wonder why Arya's calling her and asking these weird questions. You know? Yeah. It's like, did Arya really just call you to ask if you're home? <laughs> it's Arya. You should be concerned, Ella. <laughs> I was wondering—is Caleb also sleeping in the air duct? Well. I just wrote down, he may be the first person to ever willingly shower at school. Yeah, seriously. Or is he Uh, actually showering? Like, uh, sports seems to do that, like, you know, after practice. But yeah, people don't do that after PE anymore. No, but I mean, you think he's actually showering? He's just like taking like a horse bath, like in the sink. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's high school. You got to maintain some little hygiene. I would assume if there is no one there, I don't know why you wouldn't just take a shower. You know, you know like the stuff. It's not like you're taking a shower with a bunch of dudes or anything. 
other than the one scene where we know for a fact that Caleb was in the shower because he wasn't alone, the events of season seven have made me retroactively look back on Caleb's hygiene. <laughs> what is the what is the threat level for his hygiene? Yeah. Yeah. But like, does he just like sneak in there and hide and sleep every night and then just like, get out in the morning when no one's around? Well, so the alarm went off at 3 a.m. She asks him later why that was, and he's like, I got sloppy. It's like, doing what? Yeah. Seemingly, you can just go in and out of that school whenever you need to. Yeah. Well, he's like, just like la-di-da, walking through the school at night. Oh, here's a blinking sign that says act normal, bitch. <laughs> I'm sure that's not weird. That's normal. <sighs> well, has Caleb ever watched Byron and Ella, like, like, fucking when they sneak around the school library? Caleb prefers not to talk about that, especially when Arya's around. Yeah. Honestly, he's like, uh, I saw things I didn't want to see. Your dad's, uh, it's not great. <laughs> he could use some pointers. I can go up with an app. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, we get a real, uh, you know, come to my window scene here with Paige in the rain, rode her bike over. Through my wind. Oh, my God. If she had, like, karaoke that, that'd be amazing. That'd be a little on the nose. Yeah. And then it's off screen. She apparently eats shit on her bike. <laughs> we don't get to see that. But I, I can guess at the cause of that eating shit. Well, she says it because she's thinking about it. Because she wanted to crash because she didn't want the pressure of competing with Emily. But I know the real reason. Oh, what's the real reason? Trash can. Oh. And, and thus, the origin story. The rivalry begins. The, the rivalry begins. Little did she know that this would only be the first encounter with her arch nemesis, the trash can. But this was back, this is early page when she has the most tragic haircut of all time. Like, this haircut is just, it's cruel. Because like, she, she looks totally normal later in the episode when, like, they go out. But, like, for mm -hmm. some reason, they're just like, page boy cut. That's what you need. Like, like literally, it's in her name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she looks good when they go karaoke. Because uh, she styles her hair like she's not Prince Valiant. Yeah. <laughs> Tis I, Paige. <laughs> um, so, at school... Bridget at, Wu... Right, the infamous Bridget Wu. Bridget Wu who drinks from her purse. <laughs> Clearly, she needs apps and ringtones. Bridget Wu, a good hang. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spencer has the full-on beret this time. She's graduated to that from her cape. Uh... And immediately gets in a fight with uh, with Melissa. As Ian walks up with his two fucking hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have that spicy mustard you liked. And it's just like, oh, I sense tension. Well, so real quick, but going back, when, when Hannah's like setting up these random girls, like like here's Caleb, mm -hmm. like what do these people think? Do they think that like Hannah's like trying to like romantically set them up with Caleb, like hey Bridget Wu, this is my friend Caleb, and Bridget Wu's like I'm really drunk. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you would think if you're in high school. Maybe you wouldn't be thinking that far ahead. It's just like oh, I saw you with Hannah, so you must be one of the cool kids or something. It's like you know. Hopefully, that's like what Caleb's hoping for, like association wise, you know. I guess, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hannah's cool. She's got all the greatest apps and ringtones. Oh, yeah. You want to be cool like Hannah? You want to you wanna jailbreak your phone like Hannah? Um, yeah, when Spencer says, Be careful, Hannah, I like stray dogs too, but sometimes they bite. I just wrote in my notes, 
Hashtag Spaleb. <laughs> Seriously. Also, what the fuck is this pop punk song when Emily's swimming? I don't know. Speaking of the hair, though, did you happen to notice Hannah's hair in the swimming scene? It's uh, a little messy. Okay. It looks like she just went and made out with somebody in the closet or something. Interesting. What was your, um, in the one revisit episode we did for Spencer, like trying to get Caleb to back off on a lead, what was your suggestion? I have no idea. Okay. Do you remember? I don't, what, are you, I, what are you talking about? Um, when, when she confronts him in the, uh, the one coach's office and he's just like, the rich girls lie, the poor girls steal or whatever. Like right. you had a very, uh, interesting suggestion for how Spencer could dissuade Caleb from, uh, uh, well, people should go listen to that episode then. Apparently. They should. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Paige and Emily then go swimming for fun later. More pop punk. M- Melissa seemingly finally got the the truth from Ian here about his Allison involvement that night because um, yeah. she would have already known about the Allison stuff in general. Right. I think like, or maybe this is just like a little bit of retcon. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just the uh, I we skipped over it. But the, one of these scenes ends with Spencer just being like, "There's a lot of liars here," or something like that. You know, like just like mm-hmm. stare at Ian and walk away. That caused some tension. But then we cut to like a kid tied to a chair, and there's Noel Khan in like a plastic suit, and he's like, "Newfound glory. What's this about?" <laughs> and he starts sharpening a knife before he stabs someone to death. Um, Do you like Alien Ant Farm? A simple plan? I think not. Um, yeah, so by the end of the episode, Hannah's admitted her involvement in the whole Beja uh, museum thing with Ella and Ezra. And and um, at the end of the episode, Arya is furiously writing a short story, like diss track about Hannah. Oh, she is furiously journal- journaling here. Yeah, There's mostly very, yeah, mostly very personal writing. I want to say that it's either here or later. There's a thing where Arya's journaling and it's like what happens in the next episode, mm-hmm. which spawned tons of theories about Arya being A. It might be here. Like, I can't really see what she's writing, but maybe if you enhance it, you can see. But I want to say there's something like that that happens in this this season or maybe later in the show. Or the, like, St. Elsewhere, New Heart ending for PLL will just be Arya. It's all happening in Arya's dissociative brain. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Caleb is a good person for staying of Hannah, comforting her there on the stairs when she's depressed. It doesn't go unnoticed by me that he's electing to not take a shower <laughs> to do so. Oh, you know, we skipped over a great line from Arya earlier when they're tailing her dad. And Arya says, Han, my dad's about to have dinner with somebody in the dark. Uh, yeah, that's a good good line here. Hannah says uh, when she's talking to Caleb, he's talking about getting Welsh, and she says, "Okay, so what do you want me to do? Bust their kneecaps?" Which would be great. Hannah's just like a shakedown person for a loan shark. She just goes full on like Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut to Bridget Wu, like, "Why me?" She's like, "Hey, Bridget, I heard you're a little behind with Caleb." And Bridget's just like, "Oh, you know, I'm cool for it." And she's like, "Yeah, well, the thing is," and she's like, whips out like an expandable riot baton. <laughs> Gotta send you a message. Say my name, bitch. <laughs> uh, you're Hannah. You're goddamn right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's some serious uh, Halo moment here where she's crying because Arya's pissed at her because Arya's a big hypocrite. And uh, he's he's about to leave, then no, he's going to stay. He's going to stay and comfort her. It reminded me a little bit of the ending for uh, Fool for Love and Buffy, but not quite. It's not like he's Spike. Yeah. Also, um, you know what's really working for Caleb in this episode? Hmm. Long hair. Yeah. OG Caleb. Before the haircut, before everything changed. Before everything It's. I mean, it's not... It's not terrible. It's not amazing. And like season seven, season six, uh, season five, when he first returns with that short hair, Th- that was it's not, not working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it like he looks like uh, I don't know, like a Japanese cyberpunk, mm-hmm. which is cool. But at the end of this episode, Melissa tries to make up with Spencer again, and Spencer's still just being a pill the whole time. It's great. Yeah, I think this is the one where she announces she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I'm pregnant. And Spencer has, like, no reaction at all. And she's like, this is the part where you say congratulations. Spencer just stares at her and says nothing. Yeah, Spencer's like, I usually have a pretty bad occasion whenever I walk down our own stairs, so why don't you throw yourself down them? And then she finds uh, the note from Toby in the book that he gave her. I just love from Melissa's perspective, you've just told your little sister that you're pregnant. And she just like stares at you like this is a horrible thing that just happened. And you're like, what is wrong with this bitch? Yeah. It's magical. Oh, I love this, too. It's great. Uh, yes, a tag is a listening to a skipping record playing French lessons, which. Whatever. Mona doesn't need that. Mona knows French. I am a friend. Well, I almost took the implication to be that Mona just taught herself French in like two weeks or something. Could be. And, like speaks flawlessly. She had some time after killing Mrs. Potter. Yeah. I mean, she lives in a journalized hyper-reality. She can do that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, another another secret hint that it's Mona is uh, I am a friend over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's on to a person of interest. Good yes. show. Good episode. Uh, written by R. Marlene King and Janelle Lennon. Uh, directed, again by Ron Lagomarsino. We need a good nickname for Ron Lagomarsino. I'll leave that to you. Hmm. Hmm. He's not the maestro. What is he? I don't know. Let's let's workshop that for the next episode. Anyone yeah. has an idea, write us in. Uh, yeah, so uh, apparently we missed out and we find out the previously on package there's some sinister Jenna's flute playing. Mm. <laughs> the very sinister flute of Jenna. God. What a perfect <laughs> instrument for her to play. Yeah. Uh, so we start the episode with the liars being interrogated by this old Robert Stack detective. Um, it's like there's just a million fucking like detectives or chiefs of police or whatever. Like we're constantly seeing like the Wildens and and Garretts and Tobys of the world, but seemingly whoever's in charge of Rosa PD, it's like whoever they need to be in charge. Yeah, they're just like cycling them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like, what is Wilden doing during all this? Is he just, like, sitting at, is he just, like, sitting at home, like, watching Netflix DVDs? Because there's not streaming at this point. Just be, like, waiting for that call. Mm-hmm. Just waiting to get back on the case. Waiting yeah. for uh, Mrs. Hastings to get off his back. Yeah. It's like, you go through a girl's purse one time. Yeah. Um, yeah, the parent budget for this episode includes Veronica, Peter, Byron, Ella, and Ashley. <laughs> Pam uh, stepped out to call Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're telling the cops some of what they know about the video, not about A, obviously. 
cop's not buying it. Spencer keeps to herself that she had a thing with Ian as well, which mm-hmm. would, I suppose, destroy a lot of her credibility. Yeah. Although, what yeah. does that do to Ian, though? Well, in this society, sadly, nothing. Nothing, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, Robert Stack here would, like, shake his hand and be like, you can count on my vote in November. Mm-hmm. And Ian's like, I wasn't even running yet. Yeah, you will. wink. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Spencer goes home and holy this, shit, this, life this is, is hell. Yeah, this is all because of the rat, the, the dead rat blood on the trophy that they're so so sure it was like the, all the evidence they needed. And yeah. then wah, wah, wah. Oh, this, in later seasons, of course, it's very much stretching the possibility, but this would be one of the things that would encourage them to not go to the police because every time they do, A is a step ahead of them. So they're, they're being conditioned here not to go to the police. Which is the thing that, that I think writers don't get enough credit for and people always tend to overlook because like, they're always just like like sensible thinking, bitch. I just go to the cops and it's like, yeah, that's never worked out for these ladies ever. Every time they do it, it's worse because it's not better. Yeah. Oh, I don't imagine we meet Garrett. That sad sack of shit. The first appearance of Garrett, Yanni Gelman. Uh, two seasons from now, he'll be in a fucking box on a Halloween train. Um. Yeah, so just like showed up hell. on uh, uh, iZombie for a while. That's right. He had, like bleached hair, right? Yeah, he was, he was a zombie. zombie. Yeah. When is that show coming back? I don't know. Like soon, shouldn't it be? Right? It's we're in mid-season time. It's a good show. Yeah, it is a good show. Um, well, I really you, like. Sorry, good. I was. Like, I really like Rose McIver. Um. There's a sketch duo. I can't remember their name. There's a lot of their videos are on YouTube. Um, they have some kind of tenuous connection with Joss Whedon, but she's in one of their videos called The Dinner Party. I highly recommend people seek it out. Um, it's before iZombie. Google that shit, um, yeah. yeah, Google that shit. Uh, yeah, Spencer Life's in Hell. Her well, sister you know is in the bad. house. Her parents don't believe her. You know she's bad because uh, Peter Hastings is showing up. Yeah, when she's like, not at the police Spence. station. <laughs> so I wrote down in my notes, like, parents' budget. Veronica, Byron, Ellen, Ashley. And I was like, oh shit, Peter, scroll back up. <laughs> but in Peter, Peter, Peter would prefer not to go down to the precinct. Don't, just don't ask any questions about that. <laughs> He's trying to lie low right now. Yeah. Well, this is a. Uh, let's go back for some fortune hunting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Excellent. This is a pivotal scene, I think, in the. Just the life of Spencer here, where they're like, oh, we think you're crazy, basically. And yeah. she's just like, I'm fucking terrified of this man who now, like, inhabits my own domestic space. Like, do you not sense how fucking terrified I am? And they're just like, eh, we just think you should talk to a shrink. And then yeah. he comes in, and he's just like, hey, Spitz, I'm not mad at you at all. Ha yeah. ha ha. Outplayed you, bitch. Yeah. And, and then Melissa's just like, you have to be crazy. It's the only way. I couldn't just think you're a complete bitch. <laughs> Like, I love this scene. This the Hastings have completely taken over PLL at this point, and it's glorious. Yeah, they they have. It was, well, it's like I feel like we don't see Mikey for like episodes and episodes. For mm. example, you know. Well, I mean, nothing against Cody Christensen, but uh, you can get or Christian, sorry, you can get Melissa Hastings or you can get Mikey Montgomery. Like, who do you want? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because one of them's a werewolf. And one of them is the awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping power of Melissa Hastings. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we get to the scene where Spencer drops off Toby at the motel because his life is shit. He can't be alone in the house of Jenna because she's apparently a blind sex addict. Um, Toby has a better haircut at this point. And then Spencer hears that same sinister fluting. Well, this is why we can start to feel a romance here is because he finally cut his hair. Yeah. Yeah, well, hair and abs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to get to the abs. But yeah, that, that sinister fucking flute. I, it's like, they just stay here, like, the whole time, basically, right? Well, it's like, yeah, they think they hear a noise, they need to investigate the noise, she needs to basically stay with him overnight. Plus, it's not like she can go home, everyone thinks her, fuck, she's fucking crazy, you there. Yeah. Oh, and uh, um, 214 is, like, the number of the motel room. The, that, the braille note. That which I have to wonder, I guess Mona set this all up, just to be like, haha, you're completely off the scent right now. Which is interesting. Is Mona also just like stroking her chin? Like, mm -hmm. I wonder if I can create a ship just for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. And I'll create the most bizarre ship of all time. Spencer the, and Toby. Because that makes no sense at all. The most diabolical thing A has ever done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And people will buy into it. <laughs> you really um, do hate Spencer, don't you, Mona? Apparently. Um... Like Toby's like a bullet she fashioned and shot at her. Um, so Caleb and Hannah, we find out, are they're definitely dating at this point, which well, is got to be a shock. Thing. Yeah, they're domestic. It's got to be a shock for Hannah because here's a boyfriend who's also physically interested in her. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sean. And then, and then, of course, like the Caleb has to go hide because Ash is at home. Yeah, she's like, Ash, my ass just fell in the toilet the second time this week. What the fuck's going is, on around here? Which is a real line in a script that Laura Layton delivered admirably. <laughs> it's great. Oh, this is just the height of like Ashley knows when Hannah's lying, and she says she knows shit is up right now, and she's not happy. This is like I. I've only glanced at them. I, I feel like the, the PLO DVDs have like no special features at all. No, they, they no commentary, yeah. I would love just like videotape like table reads just for stuff like this. Um, Seriously. Um, yeah, so Arnie gets the ATEX in the classroom after finding Jenna and Ezra whispering together. <laughs> well, the, it's a great shot because Arya, she sees Fitz just like sitting on a desk and she's about to say something like, ah, and then Fitz leaned back and like Jenna thing is there, like perfectly blocked by his body. And she's like, yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. And yeah, Fitz is about to be like, oh, hey, uh, and Arya's like, Anita. <laughs> um, she's yeah. all, or I'm sorry, he's all yours. Like just all the pointed comments from Jenna. It's great. Whisper, whisper, whisper. You're obviously fucking this teacher. Um, well, this is the one with Jenna's like short story that she wrote that's obviously about Jenna. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Ezra's just like, oh, she says it's not biographical, but it's about a blind girl who sees everything and was injured in a fire, and that's how she became blind. And He's like, like <laughs> the protagonist is blind, but she sees more than sighted people. And Ari's like, you're such a hack. <laughs> And uh, she was uh, injured in an accident. Uh, yeah, apparently not biographical at all, though. Mm. I guess but that's I mean, just a coincidence. On retrospect, you cannot, you cannot, cannot, cannot see this as anything other than Ezra using her story and its effect on Arya as a way of pulling info out of her for his book. 
Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about that because he's very interested. He's, uh, like, he's why why caughty. would he be interested other than the fact that there's a connection to Allie or he suspects there would be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So then we get the great scene of Arya's like washing her hands in the school bathroom, and she looks down, and then she looks up, and then Jenna Marshall out of fucking nowhere fucking teleports in. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> or skipping over the Emily storyline here, which is like Paige is avoiding her. Emily thinks they should talk, and then Paige is like, "No, no dice." And then like later on, she gets a note from Paige, like, "Meet me like out at this bar on the edge of town. Like nobody visits on the turnpike or something." Oh, Emily's like, "It's a coin toss. On one hand, she might hit me over the head of a shovel, bury me alive. On the other hand, giggling and scissoring. I don't know." She's like, I'll "Sure." Pick- I'm 16 oh. years old. I'll go meet you at this bar, this oh, roadhouse okay. on the edge of town. Where a guy named Dalton is the cooler? Whatever. It's like, I thought um, be bigger. <laughs> exactly. Um, topical in the scene of Arya, Jenna wants to lobby to add 1984 to the reading list. <laughs> and Arya's like, watching you. <laughs> Mr. Fist isn't seduced by controlling characters. I feel like Jenna's just like, God, you're so easy to manipulate, Arya. Yeah. I'm not even trying half the time. I'm like sleepwalking into manipulating you. You're just giving me everything. I don't even have to ask for it. Um, I can't imagine how good a Troy and Belisario like, acting reel would be, but I want to say that that her scene with Toby in the motel room, I would, I would include 30 seconds of this on it. Where the son of a bitch takes her caffeine away? Well, Scrabble, Mad Libs. Bikes to die for, babes to fight for. It's a great read. Yeah, I would totally put that on there. And then she's like, also caffeine. And he's like, no, no more monster energy drink for you. No more monster for you. You only I drink have that all the monster you need. Oh. Yeah, Frankenstein abs. Yeah, <laughs> I love the bit where they uh, they hear the flute next door, or they, they hear something next door. They want to sneak into that place. And the maid's just like, is that, is that your room? And Toby's just like, no. Spencer's just like, what if I give you 20 bucks and we pretend that he said yes? <laughs> I fucking love that bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because Toby has no chill. Speaking of no chill right now, Ashley Marin, not pleased. Her ass just yeah. fell in the toilet for the third time. She's had <laughs> enough. So she kicks Caleb out. He gets no mac and cheese, no fluff and fold. She's like, do you know how gross that is to have water grow in your asshole and you're not expecting it? It's just, no, you're out of here, buddy. And she's like, also, Caleb, you don't understand our plumbing. It wasn't just my asshole. Um, yeah, so Caleb's out of his ass. Um, I Cutting to the page stuff of Emily, I mean, I just I had to write down, and obviously – Emily will confirm it as we continue this rewatch. But like, I was just like, is Paige a stark reminder of where Emily was like a month and a half ago? Yeah, really. And then Emily says it in our next episode. Well, this is probably a little longer. This is probably, well, yeah, I guess nine episodes since she, or eight episodes since she came out. So I don't know. The flat circle that is time in Rosewood. I don't know. Hannah healed, you know, the island healed her. But what is this? This roadhouse is like, just very quaint looking. There's curtains, there's booths, we, there's karaoke. We spend more time on Hannah's broken leg on than on the literal gunshots that Ezra and Caleb take. <laughs> or oh, Ezra played Spencer. that thing up for all it was worth. Yeah. Remember yeah. He, he had to like he had to call time out on playing trivial pursuits because 
Or no, it's gin. It's gin. He had to call a timeout and play gin rummy because he the gunshot. It's just ooh, ooh, I need to take a break. Well, plus he had just watched Crash, the Cronenberg movie, and he's like, I'm gonna see if I can make this work. It's a pickup line. Um, yeah. So the the Roadhouse is these girls are clearly teenagers, and no one else here is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if this is just maybe it's just a restaurant. That has karaoke? Because it looks like a bar to me, but maybe not. Maybe it's um, booze. Paige has a much better hairstyle in here. Much more yeah. flattering, yeah. 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 Paige is like Mimi at Merlots on the edge of town. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, there's a lot of finishing each other's sentences. Sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you forgot to say away again, Paige. Um, well, I think in the karaoke, you see a different side of Paige. I feel like we we maybe didn't see this side of Paige again, at least for a while. No. But, like, she's definitely unleashed. She's having a good time. Maybe this is just, like, what Paige was doing out in California after she left. Just, it's like if she can just get away from the Rosewood lifestyle, she takes back. Paige is... is interesting when they reveal the surprising aspects of her like like sneaking in emily's car and kissing her drowning her ringing her yeah ringing her doorbell um going to this weird karaoke bar and being this person i think it's season i can't remember season three or season four when she's like she reveals that she basically like is super stressed out and freaking out about the shit that emily faces on on a day-to-day basis season three up until like season five, when like Emily, you know, while actually working at the at the brew, like sees Paige and like the super hot dress going to see strangers on the train, it's weird the ways that they'll have Paige step out of herself and like be a surprise well, to somebody. Sometimes it's just for the plot. I mean, there is well, that. yeah, like Heather said, she's a different character each half yeah. season. Well, um, the, the the whole PTSD thing that was after Nate Saint Germain kidnapped her, so. Yeah, totally it fair. wasn't just about Emily at that point. Uh, Emily will make it about herself in less than three scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, so speaking of which, Caleb and Hannah go camping and he realizes that she's a person with layers and hidden talents. Um, I love the, you know, I could help you with that tent. And she's like, actually, it would ha- be better if you didn't help me pitch a tent. Then she throws, yeah, I'm going to pitch that tent for you if you know what I mean, buddy. Then she throws away his burnt marshmallow. She's just like, no, I'll show you how it's done. You gotta brown that shit. Don't burn it. What are you, savage? Yeah. Also, we I think we might have skipped over the classic Arya. Like, she's prepared dinner for Ezra, and it's in, like, a fancy dress. She's put the candles and wine out, and she's... Wow. What is, what is her line that she has? It's like, she says, home, honey, or something like that. Yeah, and he says, wow, mm-hmm. you're wearing this dress because... And she's like, because I wanted to hear you say wow. Well, she's... Uh, then this... I wanted to suck your soul out through your neck. That line delivery, it's like just like all husky and sultry. Like she's really having fun playing the grown up here. Future Aria. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we find out Hannah was hefty oh. and Caleb was also oh, real quick. She she he's saying he's blathering on and on and she's just like cheese ball. <laughs> she hands him one. But no, Arya, you were right. This is a cheese ball right here. Well, cause yeah, because Arya's like I think it's time to take it to the next level. And he's like, <laughs> let's talk about Jenna's literary skills. 
Let's talk more about her fucking short story. And uh, do you have anything to add? You know, just yeah. say this was true. Do you know? Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Do you want to blurb it? Hold on. Let me get my notepad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to record this. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So we found out Hannah was hefty. Kayla was abandoned by his parents. Um, this is the kind of vulnerability that gets you hot and bothered. So Kayla's backstory here. He was with his mom until he was five when his mom left him at the aunt's. Yeah. And what I presume would be Caleb's real dad, like, going out shopping, never came back. Somehow he just never fucking knew the whole time this guy was his dad. Yeah, Uncle Daddy Jamie? Yeah. Man. What the fuck, Uncle Daddy? Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. That's some real weird shit. Yeah. Um... I want to say Jack Nicholson was a thing where, like, uh, he grew up in, like, it wasn't until he was an adult that he found out that his sister was actually his mom. And, like... Uh, I think you're thinking of Chinatown. No, no, it really, Jack Nicholson's life. I believe his sister, his mother had him very young, and his grandmother raised him. Hmm. But made him think that she was his mom and that his actual mom was was his sister. Um but yeah, I always I always love that in movies where it was like people really bear their soul about the embarrassing, terrible things that have happened and the trauma they carry. And then they're like, well, nothing we can do now is fuck. Seriously. Like, I mean, and, like, and it's steam. waited long enough. Yeah. It's time to get on our knees and start making out. Yeah, yeah. She's I like, think, I'm going to crash your, your spoiler car into a, into a side of a mountain, if you know what I mean. How do you feel about Paige... Like basically, like crowd shaming Emily into getting up and, and doing karaoke. It's a weird. I I, I don't know. I I would I, need a couple shots to not be pretty pissed off at that. I like guess shots of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I I would like to. I need to go back and read like Heather and Jacobs' takes on this because I'm very curious what they think of this. I. I don't I mean, know. It's cute and all, and you know Emily's into it, whatever. But like, there's a potential there to just be like, "You fucking jerk!" Like you're yeah. just making me uncomfortable now. Well, yeah. After, after ignoring me in public, mm-hmm. and then you do this shit with a bunch of like, who the He's fuck very are these people? Cold, yeah, yeah. We're the we're the youngest people here by like thirty years. Yeah, seriously, everybody in that place is like fifty. Yeah. Um. I always, I always rewatching this. I remembered like when Norbuck talked about how he always wanted to do like a, a lesbian bar fight scene with mm-hmm. Paley, and this I just think like happened. this would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we get the the Scrabble Spoby, scene. Spoby Scrabble, where somehow goofball gets more points than glyceraldehyde, which is technically not a word you can even play in Scrabble, but. Whatever. Well, on on rewatch, this scene really bothers me um, for a lot of it? reasons. For a lot of reasons, but like, don't fucking tell Spencer she looks uncomfortable and like decree that she has to change into your gross PJ, PJs. You goofball. That was a little bit of a weird transition. It's like we need we need them to change. How do we get there? You know, but she doesn't look uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like she's like pulling at this collar or whatever, and she's like, mm-hmm. oh god, why did I wear this bone corset dress? You know, it's like. <laughs> She looks fine. And he's just like, you don't look comfortable, you know, in your tie. <laughs> we get the classic, like, PLL reverse, like, uh, subjective object- objectification here. Where mm-hmm. she's just checking out the abs and the, the 901 for your last. 
mm-hmm. as he goes and changes. I think he intentionally let that open a little bit. He's showing off. This yeah. is my move right here. Yeah, yeah. Check I mean, out this. I've been at the fucking gym for six months doing crunches. Witness this. Oh, because I don't think Toby could pull off the uh, the dirty dancing. I want you to run at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, yeah. those, those fucking abs, like, did his ankle bracelet allow him visits to the gym every day? Or does he have a little, like, ab roller in his house the whole time or something? It's, he's confined to his house. That's all he's been doing. Do you think he has some kind of weird, like, uh, Ben Affleck, Batman, like, weird CrossFit thing where he's just, like, pulling a tire around the it's, backyard? It's a lot of, like, sledgehammering tires, yeah. Yeah, just pounding away at motorcycles, sparks flying everywhere. Um, yeah, then we get Caleb and Hannah in the tent, Caleb shirtless. Caleb gets consent because consent is badass, yo. Um, and, of course, this teenage hacker hobo. Yeah, this teenage hacker hobo is packing a rubber. You know that. Solid move, Caleb. This is how we knew you were a bro. Yeah, he's like, listen, it's no joke. Protection is serious. And she's like, do me. Spencer's big spoon. Yeah. I think we could call this the first, like, real kiss between Emily and Paige that wasn't just, like, a, a stolen one. A stolen one from the, the, <laughs> I don't know, the emotional outburst of the person who just, like, drowned you. It's like yeah. Paige was, like, Oh, it's like a werewolf where she only turns into like a lesbian, like when it rains or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course we get that great scene I was talking about. Uh, it's like Saturday morning. It's Ari and Emily on the bed, you know, holds up the fashion magazine. Do we want? No, we need. Um, and they talk about their wants and needs of other things in the scene. I laughed because Emily's like, usually you reserve your Saturdays for cartoons and fits. <laughs> They all know. They all know. Don't even bother trying to hang out with Arya on a Saturday morning. Yeah. It's like Arya likes to go watch cartoons as Fitz reads the New Yorker and they pretend that they're a normal couple. I just, I just can imagine Arya makes some bullshit excuse, goes over like to her parents, goes over to Ezra's, and he's like, oh, you're late. Johnny Test just started. <laughs> um, yeah, so. She goes to his place after Emily gives her permission to reveal the secret of the Jenna thing. And this, I think we got hung up on this for a while, as you should. That She says she's been walking around his block for hours, you know, before coming in to give <laughs> in him. In a dissociative state, yeah. Yeah, to give him the greatest scoop his book's been asking for. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big lead he just got there. Meanwhile... Paige is just like, so Emily, let's just keep hanging out outside of town and have picnics in the woods where no one can see us. Yeah. And Emily's just like, nah, no thanks. Yeah. Not going back in the closet for you, Paige, sorry. Not down at that dog. Yeah. Um, watching the stuff of Ashley and Caleb reminded me how much I wanted them to have their own show. There's some steam there. Oh, yeah. There is some heat. Are also, you, she's, you, sorry, go I'll say, she's cooler than Pam because she's Ashley. Not Mrs. Merritt to Caleb. Mm-hmm. Call me Ashley. <laughs> He's like, I will. A lot. I'd call you a cab, but this is your house. Ooh. <laughs> I don't even know if that was a burn or not. <laughs> Arya's really laying on thick with Ezra, and they're like, you're going to hate me when I tell you this. And then later on, oh, I can't believe you're, you still look at me the same way. And it's just like, so one of your friends threw a fucking smoke bomb. Like, get over yourself, Arya. 
Yeah. yeah. I love occasionally when Ezra's like actual personality comes out. It comes out in the next episode. We'll get there. But like when he, he drops pretense for a second and just like says what he would say normally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back at the Hastings, the House of Hastings, which is funny when we did 1A, there was at least a couple mentions of the House of Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to make. He, they he were trying to make. He skipped the Spoby kiss. I don't know if he intended to or not. I did. Um, they were really trying to make House of Hastings happen. But yeah, Spencer walks in, and the classic early Spencer line: "Why is there a police car in the driveway?" <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah. Uh, Taylor was apparently can't do pregnant. This yeah, Melissa was apparently pregnant that summer. Blah blah blah. Spencer's now went to South Carolina to get an abortion. I don't know if that's because of like a a law in Pennsylvania, or just like needing uh, some R and R afterwards. Would yeah, I don't know. I mean, just to get away. Well, I was gonna say like it's not 2018; it's 2010. <laughs> you could still get an abortion legally in America. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the the a tag of a just like chilling in a rocking chair and watching the footage of the liars getting an a text. Maybe rubbing one out, yeah. <laughs> Eating popcorn. Don't mix those hands up. That popcorn's going to taste... Or maybe do. Mm. That's not uh, butter. We're just horrible today. Uh, yeah, Monsters in the End, as we found out, it's Founders Day. And, of course, Rosewood has, like, the freakiest fucking weird Founders Day ever where they just, like, put up giant mannequins of weird, like, Ghost Clown. horror people. Yeah. yeah. Clowns. Fucking clowns. White haired, like psychotic clown figurines. Well, it's like the Rosewood Founders Day. It's like the week after the Ravenswood Founders Day. So they get them on discount. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this. It's like a classic scene. Like the liars are at the Rosewood Grill catching up on the plot. <laughs> I love the framing device where we start outside and we're looking in through the window. As mm-hmm. in, Spencer keeps looking outside like, I think someone's watching us. Like, no, guys, seriously, someone's watching us. Uh, who could it be? Oh, it's just fucking Garrett. Yeah. This definitely feels like this could be the first part of a two-part season finale. Yeah. You know, like, things are, like, in motion here. They, they find some serious shit at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Objects in motion, objects in rest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer comes down Pretty to the kitchen. vitamins happening. Yeah, Spencer comes down to the kitchen Take to find herself acid. being, like, real-life subtweeted by her mom and sister... They want her to like fix her rep in town, which remember the pilot was all serious about the rep in town. Um, you can't do that in Rosewood. Well, like three seasons later, we'll find out that this ship has fucking sailed and sank. <laughs> they were dead before that ship even sank. Yeah, yeah. No cons like Modest Mouse. Have you heard of them? <laughs> um, yeah, Mona is Eddie Haskell again. Fantastic. Every fucking Hastings scene, God, they're so good. This is, I really think we got almost every, like, really awesome Hastings scene from season one. Yeah. Melissa and Spencer, Sprinkle and Veronica, Sprinkle and Ian, or, or Nolan North. Just mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, Mona has Eddie Haskell, like, I knew Caleb was no good. I blame myself. I love it. Especially because she's like, hey, it's great. Which is like, I'm sorry, pause. I knew he was no good. 
Ashley's just like, I'm biting my tongue here. Yeah. Ashley's wondering, how long uh, can I, before my, you know, after my daughter breaks up with Caleb, can I give him a call? You know, what, yeah. what's the uh, appropriate amount of time before you can date your daughter's ex? She's not at like Jason on the kitchen counter levels of desolation yet. Mm-hmm. So she's not at Pastor Ted lows yet. Yeah. Oh. Um, we get yeah, a classic so me... Aria mirror shot there as Caleb comes up to talk to her. We do. So it's funny because Caleb comes talk to Aria about Hannah, just like Sean did. Um, if Aria is crazy, theory, and Hannah is imaginary, theory, it must be so weird when she says to Caleb, talk to Hannah, and then marches off. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Caleb's just like, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> Not all the absent ringtones in the world will fix this. A broken heart. Well, there's a great exchange where he's just like, uh, I don't know what Hannah's told you. And Arya's just like, everything. She's my best friend. <laughs> we also share a brain. Yeah. Great um, framing there, too, where he's talking to her and we see her face in the mirror and him at the yeah. same time. Love it. Arya, yeah, so all, Arya also has these like photos in her locker that are not of the other PLLs. They're just like random other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosewood High, we find out, has a coffee machine. Which I love that Arya then spills Ezra's coffee all over the ground. Oh, before, you that, duck. before you get to that, before you get to that, I forgot this detail about the Caleb conversation. As Ella walks by and is just mouthing like, "Is that the guy?" And like pointing at Caleb, and Arya's just like, "Oh God!" And Ella's yeah. just like, "He's cute. Thumbs up," you know. <laughs> and Ella just like wanders off, and Caleb's completely oblivious that this has happened behind him. It's great. There's like just multiple things happening at the same time. Which is like the only other time we'll get like an Aryan Caleb solo scene. Until he teaches he's, her how to hack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for five seconds. And he's like, Aria, what are you doing in this apartment that I've clearly appropriated from Ezra? <laughs> She's like, I came here to kill you and take it back. Yeah. Also, is that just a red and black splotch of paint on your wall? I love it. Yeah, this scene really like, oh, makes me miss Ella. She's great. Oh, this, the void? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so then the coffee, which I love that Arya's like, shit, my mom, smack. <laughs> Ezra's just like, well, I guess this is what I what happens when you date your teenage high school student. You just have to go with it sometimes. I just wanted to be like, that was my last dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow 50 cents? Also, Paige just like got this whole scam where like they're gonna go to some concert, but she had to like invite like a, a, a tripod dude or something to come with them, like make tripod it a, dude, make it a trio, whatever. I'm tired. Oh, 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 oh sorry, yeah. he's the third. Okay, okay, I, I, thought you're thinking of a different kind of tripod, if you know what I mean. I'm like, that's too weird. I'd be asking, I, you know, forget my like burgeoning sexuality. I'd be asking him hundreds of questions at this concert. Um, so yeah, it's funny though, cause Caleb actually says Jenna Kavanaugh at one point. And I was like, has anyone ever else like called her Jenna Kavanaugh? Yeah. It was a little weird to hear her not be called Jenna Marshall. Yeah. Maybe in season one, they're still doing Kavanaugh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we watch more, we'd pick up on that. But yeah, he, Hannah will talk to him. This is after the, you know, the finding out that he was double crossing or whatever, you know, on the other side. Uh, so she's very pissed off at him. She gets information that Jenna was looking for a key. He doesn't know for what, but couldn't find it. And then he 
He's trying to defend himself. She doesn't really want to hear it. She takes off. Yeah. So I guess Arya lets herself in all the time using the key under the mat. I don't know Which how is... Ezra would really feel about that. <sighs> it's just like, I guess I just get the pop in whenever you feel like coming over. I, yeah, it's just weird because you know Ezra's the kind of guy that he's dating a high school girl. One of these times he's going to be like bent over his laptop doing something inappropriate. And she's going to be like, oh my God. And he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, Arya, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Um, <laughs> knock, you idiot, knock. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's an apartment hallway. How cliched are you, you vest-wearing idiot? To like leave your key she, under the mat. I can't believe she doesn't have her own key set. Or that yeah. she wouldn't have gone and made one by now. I mean, seemingly that's what A does. A's just like, oh, key under the mat? Yoink. I'm going to go make my own set give of her, these. Give go her along with key. Emily's set of keys. Yeah, give her a key. Put some kind of sticky note on it that says, like, I don't know, something, something else. Mm-hmm. You know, like P.O. Box. The storage office, yeah. Storage office, yeah. Like, first of all, that's a dick move to be like, you know, like the the scene, like even like Lost. There's that scene where like Helen gives like Locke the key to her her apartment, you know, or whatever. And then it's like, can you imagine if like Helen was like, "Here's a picture of your key. It's under my mat. <laughs> that's where you'll find it." Which is emotionally what you know Paige is doing to Emily in this scene. Um, but yeah, website page, Facebook account, Jackie Millionaire. Oh, this is. A website page episode where there's all this dubbing going on. It's great. Oh, Ari is worried that Ezra will get paranoid and not romantic. <laughs> <sighs> um, we get the liar's status update meeting on Emily's bed when Harry is going. To- I just oh. want to comment, like Jackie Molina, she makes her first appearance just as a photo. She doesn't show up till the next episode, but they like planted the idea of her in this episode. Wait. Well done, Paloma Guzman. Mm-hmm. Presence sold in that photo. Um, I mean, later we just hear about her like licking each other's gelato, and you're like, "Oh, that geez. whole scene." I feel like there there needed to be like parentheticals. No, that isn't a euphemism. Like a couple times there. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, basically, it's just like Meredith has reincarnated herself as this person. Yeah. Um. So, like, be a liar status update meeting. Hannah's like going through some real fucking emotional shit. And Arya makes it about herself and Ezra in like 30 seconds. Oh, that is glorious when she does that. Yeah. And then Spencer. Like, I'm just saying, maybe, you know, somebody going through other people's stuff. It's not always a bad thing. And you can just see them all just be like. (sighs) I'm just like. Okay, what is it about Fitz, Arya? Marmot. City limits. Yeah. That shit ain't legal. Um, yeah. Spencer burns Ezra real good with like, what's his status update? Ezra Fitz has joined the Mark Chain fan club. <laughs> Mega burn. <laughs> On his website page. Just insert the gif of Spencer like breaking his laptop in the park like mm-hmm. two seasons from now. Hey buddy, you you're writing down your fucking thoughts. And meanwhile, it's just like, I say we make a fake profile and like, get the bitch because she's had enough. Yeah. I guess Spencer is constantly like cautiously approaching people in the background. Like even if it's her boyfriend, she has to do this. Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend working on his motorcycle in the front yard. That he never actually rides. Have we ever seen Toblerone on a bike? I'm trying to think. Like actually riding a bike. I don't believe we have. Even in the 
season two finale, he's in the fucking truck. I mean, Keegan Allen has a motorcycle, so it's not like he doesn't know how to ride. Right, right. He's always like what? taking Shay Mitchell up to the Hollywood Hills, like shoot photos with her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did like does like Keegan been like like lobbying for the longest time, like let, let Toby have a bike, and they're like, yeah, I don't think Toby's that cool. You gotta let Toby eat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Give me some real James Dean shit. Um, yeah. So the cops roll up to see Spencer talking to Toby, which my my, how the tables have turned. Well, not not just any cop. It is one Garrett, Garrett Reynolds. He's just like, wouldn't you rather it was me following you? And she's just like, eh? Which he'll do. Honestly, not a huge selling point. Which he'll do for like a whole season. It's just like following people in cars. (laughs) Have you seen the great bleeper? I can't remember what he says. Like he messes up his line and he says something like, I killed I killed Allison, or, or I can't remember what the thing is. Spencer just goes, what? Like, it's really funny. Like, Troy does, you know. It's a really great blooper. Nice. Um, I really wish there were more bloopers of the show, because I'm sure they're hilarious. Oh, there's some good ones on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's some really like, good ones on YouTube. They're all from, like, seasons one and two, pretty much. Like, I would love I wanna... to see some later stuff. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything past season four. Um, there's a great one from the pilot where they're filming, uh, the bit where Allison's body has been found and like Troy and just like, you know, she's wearing a skirt. And so she kind of like kneels down, like hugs her legs and Lucy Hale's like, Oh yeah. yeah. Troy and what are you doing? And she's like, they called cut. And she's like, no, they they didn't. didn't. Yeah. That was great. (laughs) Um, yeah. The Bruce scene, I don't know. I'm a nerd. I noticed they're playing another song from the dance-a-thon by Garrison Starr, who I think has appeared a few times in the show. Uh, we get the first appearance of Samara. Good old Samara. I miss Samara. Samara, who seriously looks like she's 28, but I guess she goes to prep school. But I I like her. I don't know. Are we agreed that we still think that Samara was the greatest Emily girlfriend? Uh, say that one more time. Are we agreed that Samara was still the greatest Emily girlfriend? I feel like Sabrina might give her a run for the money. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the, both Samara's... Samara and Sabrina had a low tolerance for, for bullshit, I think, which is why it didn't work out too well for either of them. Like when Emily, like, scammed on her, her friend mm-hmm. at her own house? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although I have to wonder about Samara here. When I first watched this, I didn't really think about it at all, but it seems like she starts moving on Emily pretty quickly. Well, I like that Emily, like, is into her immediately. Well, there's a lot of, like, oh, look how hot your friend looks. And, you know, Samara is not, she's not playing coy. Like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Because, I I mean, I like that Emily's just like, oh, hi. (laughs) Samara's like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm in high Um, school. Yeah. Hannah, meanwhile, is showing how good she is at playing, like, catfish detective. <laughs> yeah, she has, like, insane website page game. She's yeah. just like, I research who's not on her website page. And, like, don't put a profile picture on there so she'll think they're friends. And, yeah, that's yeah. great. But she makes uh, Arya hit okay because Arya's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can't do it, Arya. See, my hand just like moves through the laptop. Um, Arya, hit enter. <laughs> Arya's like, oh, too many voices. Um, What's the name of this lady? This is like weird church lady character. Sean's mom. That's not Sean's mom. Mrs. Ackard, whose husband is the reverend or whatever. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was I was a completely up- recaster then. I completely forgot about. Definitely not the same actor. It's not the same actor who plays the dentist later on. Mm-hmm. No, but it's. I think there's because remember Sean's dad is like the yeah. the preacher, and she talks about she's Mrs. Acker. If you get with Mrs. Acker, which I I feel like there's a great little like reference here that yeah the fucking like preacher's wife she's the biggest mouth in town like she's gonna tell everyone so you wanna you wanna butter her up, mm-hmm. but yeah like I can. I didn't even realize until we did this rewatch that this is basically Sean's mom and she is the worst. Oh, she's awful. I love the Hilton head conversation there. Spencer just, it's just like a cold war now. She's just firing a shot whenever she can just be like, Oh yeah. Hilton head. You guys like that place, right? (laughs) He comes over. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) She's like, I'm just taking trays off of this thing and putting them back on there to do something with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that we find out that Hannah listens to Elliot Smith to get over Caleb. <laughs> Do you like Elliot Smith? <laughs> Caleb, have you ever heard Needle in the Hay? <laughs> Caleb's like, oh, this is bad. Um, well, Spencer, of course, figures out here that uh, that whole I was with Ian in Hilton Head thing there's a there's some sketchiness there because Melissa didn't even know like where her room was supposedly would have been at the hotel. It did not have like a view of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Even even Sean's mom can poke holes in that story. <laughs> Sean's mom is like, don't talk to me about Hilton Head. I know everything about that place from Yelp reviews. <laughs> yeah, Samara here is just like, oh, your friend didn't show. I'm just gonna start flirting with you immediately. These earlings or earrings look great on you. You can have them for free. Mm-hmm. I'll turn around and, then, and take them. And, and like that's like there's no no denying what she's doing here. I feel like right, right. And then, well, it's Shay Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like the friend's got cold feet. Sorry, Paige. You had yeah, your I chance. mean, she, yeah. Talk about like again. I, I forget my own name. If she's like smiled at me. Um, yeah, so Mona, I love that she reads Caleb's letter, tears it up, throws it away, and then, like, for good measure, pours, like, a smoothie over it. <laughs> well, earlier, that scene between Caleb and Ashley there, they were always hinting, and I think they did in the last episode, too, about this this bad past that Ashley Merritt has had. Yeah, And that she, in, in some ways, is a lot like Caleb. I would love to find out more about that. It's probably too late now, but, yeah, what what went on in Ashley's past? Well, and then, now. and then, like I remember my having my mind fucking blown when we get to like season three and we realize that like, like Betty Buckley is like Tom's mom. Yeah, like, even though yeah. She, even though she stays with Ashley and Hannah, she's like, like my own son. Fuck that guy. I'll yeah. hang out with you guys. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Um, yeah, like Ashley reminds me a lot of like uh. uh what is her name? Not Marissa Cooper, but what is Marissa's like mom's name? Uh, Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper, yes, the amazing Julie Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, 
didn't she also like grow up in Chino or whatever? She like fucked the one dude, right, Luke? But yeah, she was she had the uh, the trashy background. Yeah, she had trashy background. Porn. That's right. like anachronistic porn, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's the only kind of porn you do. Um, I wonder if I just yeah, with like Julie Cooper porn. Like, what am I gonna get? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. She was in Seinfeld. She was in the werewolf episode. Why would I get Seinfeld if I Google Julie Cooper porn? What do you get when you Google Julie Cooper porn? Uh, top hint is Lance Baldwin. Ooh. I guess it's somebody from that episode. So not bad. I just wasn't sure if there was like a porn star named Julie Cooper or something like that. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. wow. Oh, wow. You get some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I went to the Google image search. Oh, shit. No, no <laughs> not fun with that. Don't do this on your work computer. <laughs> oh, the porn identity. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure the porn identity was not out yet. The porn identity? That's a great porno name. But not for like early 80s. I'm just trying to remember. Think of like, how do you work that into like a porno script? Like, I remember. I remember everything. Okay, well, to be fair, the porn identity was published in 1980. I don't think a porn movie from the 1980s would reference a Robert Ludlum novel, but okay, no. maybe they could have. No, because there's there was a whole bunch of those too. That'd be a whole that'd be a whole mess of porns. <laughs> Obviously, a reference to the Born Identity, the movie. But anyway, I digress. Page kind of rude. Digression. Um. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Arya passive aggressive signals to Ezra that they need to talk through some stuff through DVD selections. Like, all five seasons of Big Love? <laughs> like, what if he started watching it and loved it and never picked up on her signals? Well, she just immediately assumes he's married and living a triple life. Like, there's that bit where she's like, I think Ezra's a living a double life. And they're like, I thought you were Ezra's double life. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he potentially steps out on his, I don't know, in her fantasies and fears, like, wife and kids to live in the studio apartment of his high school student. Yeah, really. Can we talk some more about how fucking scary Founders Day is? There's like weird clown people with these massive like jester headdresses on. There's like a guy on stilts that's always creepy. There's like some kind of like Rob Zombie nightmare cult who like mm-hmm. must have founded this goddamn town in the 1800s. <laughs> Everyone's got weird clown makeup on. Yeah, yeah it's not okay. Terrifying. It's- like, Seriously, the guys thought, on stilts are fucking just no. I, I'm just thumbs down. I always wondered, like, had Ravenswood continued, would it eventually have dovetailed back into PLO or like Toby's like, oh shit, I look at the map. The road that takes us to Ravenswood is just a giant circle. <laughs> Ravenswood is just the south side of Rosewood. Oh shit. What was the name uh, of the place? Uh, Brookhaven. I was like Brookhaven. Yeah. Because they have doll hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Ezra almost married Jackie. She dumped him. There's a great little mini scene between Spencer and Ian where they just really start just firing shots at each other, like gloves are off. I mean, I guess I could kind of see, like, in college, why a guy like Ezra would be absolutely obsessed with a girl like Jackie. She reminds me, she was because probably... she's an attractive girl who had the same major, I mean... <laughs> 
there's that. I, she reminds me of like, she was probably like the Catherine Zeta-Jones and he was like the wannabe John Cusack from High Fidelity. Uh, I don't quite get that myself. Jackie, you bitch. Let's work it out. I don't think you can be Charlie when you're just in, in college. Um, but I mean, my impression from the story here, it sounds like they're together for off and on two years. They broke up. It sounded like then after a period of time, they got back together again and he like immediately mm-hmm. proposed like they went on like he just like really tried to like just hit the gas and like you know do everything he he had like a midlife crisis because mm-hmm. no girl that he dated after her was her mm-hmm. so then they got back together they went on a vacation and he like had his brother wire him the money to propose yeah when he's telling that story the the detail about buying it on the street in france Arya just is extra crushed by that. She's just like, yeah. God damn it, that's so fucking romantic and it's not about me. Yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately that kind of garbage works in Arya. Well, she's like, why didn't you tell me all about this? And he's just like, uh, I just don't like talking about my lowlights, I guess, because she fucking dumped me and bond- pawned the ring. <laughs> you know? I don't know, should he have? I don't know. I mean, at this point, you would I, think I mean, set that, aside the fact that he's you know dating a teenager, but like in a theoretical relationship here, should he have told her by now? I think so. There's a period in like early courtship where it's like you don't want to hear shit about like mm-hmm. your your new paramours ex. ex. Yeah. But there's a point where it's like you do kind of do a little bit about like the the like I can talk about my exes, some of them I'm friends with, so I'm obviously very cool. Some of them like here's that weird thing we did, we both grew up from it, blah blah blah. Well, she has a line about like, oh, you know, I I, I know nothing about you, which is true, which yeah. is a red flag, are you? Uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna say he probably should have mentioned it by now. Yeah. Like this is probably close to the end of the school year by now. Mm-hmm. probably should have said something yeah 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 like miss like been dating a while vest wearing norman mailer here mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i love how even after he's told her everything she still has this very pouty look she looks off she's still annoyed it's great she's just like i'm gonna fucking make you grovel for a while you asshole yeah well also he's normal he's a normal dumb guy and he proposed weirdly to his college girlfriend and she dumped him rightfully. And it's like, it kind of shatters the Aria illusion of like sophisticated older man that Ezra should be. Well, can you imagine that vacation? She's like, oh my God, he fucking proposed. I have to say yes now. I'm going to, I'm going to just hit the off switch on this as soon as we get back. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to fuck up your vacation there. But in the back of her mind, she's like, yeah, this ring's going to the pawn shop. Best case scenario, he pulls an Ethan Hawke after she dumps him, and he rides the rails of Europe for a while, hopefully meeting a Julie Deppie. Um, Only she's 15, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Europe. <laughs> As is tradition. Yeah, in Europe, that's totally cool. Um, I mean, you've read The uh, uh, Sexual Life of Catherine M. Um, so in flashback, uh, Emily gets... Have. Yeah, you have. It's a great book. Um, <laughs> what other erotic novels and, and nonfiction works do we like? I I saw that book pop up on like a worst of list somewhere not that long ago. What? Yeah. You know, it may be like it may be, critically, yeah. 
but it's oddly fun to both of us. Um, next week, we'll be talking about the story of O. Um, anyway, so in flashback, Emily gets the snow glow from Allison, which is, you know, code for unrequited Emerson mega love. And then Emily finds the storage locker key in the bottom of the snow globe, which I feel like she should have discovered well before then. I guess she just never shook it too much before, even though it's a snow globe. Yeah. <laughs> I key to the storage unit in there. <laughs> I don't believe in using them for the desired purpose. Well, I love the flashback where uh, Allison here is just... She's like, oh, you'll lie for me. I like that. You know, I'm emotionally manipulating you. Also, like, uh, hey, put that place up somewhere safe. Get that, uh, put that thing somewhere safe. It's more valuable than you think. I have yeah. questions. Yeah. I, I mean, man, I, I really love these old alley flashbacks where there's always like the, it was like they, they learn a new thing in the present and suddenly the, it recontextualizes something from the past, you know? Which, yeah, again, any gift from Allison and or Mona, number one, could it be a thing that if I break it, it like has a secret clue inside of it? Two, does it have a bug in it, like some kind of electronic listening device? I mean, can you imagine like if you were going to a meeting and you thought you were going to die, so you crafted a gift for a friend with a clue in it, and then like years pass and they've never discovered the clue? I'd be goddamn pissed. I'd come back. I'd crawl out of my own grave for that. I mean, if it was just on a shelf the whole time, maybe you wouldn't notice. That's annoying. Um, yeah, so Ezra falls asleep during movie night because he's an old man. Um, wakes up to the paper bag photo shoot. This is where we get, I feel like, unfiltered Ezra. It's rare, but it happens where he wakes up because she's like, she's doing the crazy fucking shit with the paper bag heads and whatnot. But he doesn't know what's going on. He's just like, oh, what? And she's just like, here, I need you to do this. He's just like, Whoa. Jesus Christ, sorry, I gave somebody a ring. You're going to torture me forever? Based on his line, though, are you just pissed that my website page photos are things that you and I can't do because you're underage and it's illegal and wrong? And she's like, I will make it legal. <laughs> but just the way he's just like, I gave a girl a ring. God, is this yeah. over yet? Are you still mad at me? And then she's just like, we're going to take selfies with paper bags over our heads. Totes romantic. The things I... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not doing the voice right. The things I do for love. Yeah. Um. So they do that. And then she immediately well, gets a text. It bounces. By the way, this is the uh, gold stick episode, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so all of her gold stick. I would just love to know how you came up with the idea... Of having two people take selfies with paper bags over their heads. Like it's romantic, because that is just, my God, this show, this fucking show. You know, this is dumb. This is inside baseball. This is how the sausage is made. I still get super excited whenever we interact with any of the PLL people through social media. All of our goals just followed us on Twitter. And I was like, oh shit, cool. So yeah, I'd love to know where the paper bag thing came from. How did that go down in the writer's room? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love like comes, comes running in. He's like, I've got a million dollar idea. Paper bag. Paper bag, paper bag faces. <laughs> the faces. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> They're so creepy, too. Well, like, at what point does, like, the props department, like, bring that to life? 
did they show the director like thousands of paper bag faces and he's just like these two are the ones are there like Ezra shippers out there who like really love and like feel this scene or even they just like yeah it's kind of creepy though here's the here's the ultimate peak for like bizarre Ezra shippers you know who you creeps are like you finally like get to that engagement photo level and you're like, let's do paper bag head, like Easter Island paper <laughs> bag head engagement photos. And your significant other's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets a text, bounces. He doesn't even ask, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, she's like, I gotta go. Maybe I'll be back. So like, yeah. It's just like, he, yeah, I'm used to that because I know your secrets because I'm secretly writing a book about you. And I'm just going to also fall asleep on my couch again, um, which is two feet away from my bed in the studio apartment. <laughs> and then Garrett's outside, having noticed all this. Yeah, Garrett like comes over to have a chat about one of Ezra's students, but I think he's actually not talking about Arya, we find out later. Like, he's Even though he's... He clearly saw Arya leave his apartment late at night. Well, he is a really bad cop, so maybe he didn't. How did I get here? Did I take a car? Did I walk? Did I Uber? I don't even know. <laughs> Uber doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> but if they did, I would delete that app. Yeah. Um, if, if I were Spencer Hastings, I would not want to meet my boyfriend inside this fucking like clown shoes, like horror funhouse here. Your goofball boyfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meet me in the funhouse. The A message on the wall. I love it. Shut up or I'll shut you up. Hey. That's amazing. Well they done. not discover well that done, later? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Are like people on, around town like constantly finding weird A messages? Like, who the fuck is A? What's up with like, the level of graffiti in this town? Weird graffiti, notes tucked into books at the library. Sometimes like the the traffic sign like LED on the side of the road will have an A message on it. So I pull up to the intersection. I'm waiting for like the red, the green, even the yellow. Instead, the thing flashes act normal bitch at me. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I got a ticket. Um, yeah, like we'll think for all of the 22 to 24 episodes of a PLL we see each year. Think about how many like attempted A messages never get noticed. <laughs> Like you said, ordinary citizens find them. Yeah. Well, I, um, I assume it must be A who uh, crowbars Spencer into this little like circular door here, right? Maybe it's the guy who got in Toby's face and was like murderer at the high school. Murderer. <laughs> or the dude the who shot. leaned out the window of yeah. the car. I love the shot of Ian when he opens the door and he's got the crowbar in his hand. And he looks like Spencer is terrified. He looks just as terrified. Like at what I love thinking about the other side of the situation. What is Melissa thinking through all this? Like what is Ian thinking through all this? Because they both assume that Spencer is like a dissociative killer, basically, right? Yeah, but also, you know, at different levels of this podcast, this show has changed for me completely. Around this time when we first went through it, you know, again. You completely changed the show for me with a simple sentence of imagine all of this from Jenna's point of view. <laughs> These fucking uh, bitches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where she's the hero and these nightmare monsters. 
keep hounding her and harassing her and pulling. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't. Spencer's clearly terrified, but Ian, he has this look on his face, like, holy shit, like, like what is going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't. I absolutely don't think that he put the crowbar in there. I don't no, think he could no. have. He's surrounded by Melissa and uh, uh, Sean's mom and all. Who who knows who else? Yeah. If it's Mona, well, kudos. But I guess if you're if you're Ian and you've always assumed that you, you've heard from Melissa that Spencer may be like a dissociative killer, or crazy, or something, and then you find her being trapped by someone else inside of this revolving door what do you think like it's like you're whole, recontextualizing everything you thought you knew if there actually is this other person out to get spencer well i, I mean are they though it seems like they kind of write it off really quickly well what it, they all have so many secrets of their own though they're yeah. like, how else do they react other than to be like, let's just get out of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like one episode later, he's still like, you know, there's a lot of facts out there that I'm not aware of. I'm still <laughs> going to have to murder you. <laughs> and then he kills himself. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So Garrett comes to Ezra's place. He sees Arya's scarf. He sees the paper bag heads. This guy is clearly into some <laughs> real just, sick like, shit. He pulled out his gun and been like, yeah, the right to remain silent. Ezra's exactly. like, uh, technically, we haven't done anything yet. He's like, not about that. Just the paper bags. You're under arrest for that. <laughs> what kind of sick freak are you? <laughs> Could you do me a favor, sir, and just like bash your head against my nightstick a few times? Um, Spencer yeah. has to uh, run to Toby and Mrs. Ackert there. It's just like, whoa, what are you doing? You're making out with that Toblerone character. How shocking. Wait till the church newsletter hears of this. Yeah. Great shot uh, of Hannah opening up the storage unit with being flanked by Arya and Emily there. Yeah, yeah. Um, finding an empty storage unit except for the Tweety Bird lunchbox. That inside is a flash drive with NAT videos on it. Um, the wonderful flash drive, yes. The NAT club. Have you ever thought, like, I'm going to rent out a decent-sized storage unit and store exactly one tiny item in it. That's a That's, big fucking storage unit too. She didn't even like get one of the ones where it's just a a smaller size. like closet. Yeah, no, this is it, this is like uh, over a hundred bucks a month probably, and she's paying who knows how many years in advance on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe have with the ever, money she blackmailed from Byron. Have you ever thought like that's exactly as dramatic as I want to be? <laughs> We could only wish to be as dramatic as Allison De Laurentiis. First, I will stop by the storage place. Then I will drop off this snow globe of a girl who, sadly, will probably never crack its secrets. Also, in that flashback, Allie has to leave because she mentions that she has a, a, a prior engagement or something like that. What do yeah. we think that was? Because she seemed to have already visited the Jenna thing by now. Maybe not, I'm just but... gonna. I'm just gonna always answer these questions with Hector Lime. Mm, there you go. Go, yeah. these, go shake down Hector Lyme for some money. <laughs> He's like, I can pay you in masks. <laughs> She's like, honestly, I... Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, one, one last line from this episode I, just, I wrote down so I want to highlight. This is at the... Earlier in the Founder's Day when Mona's there with Hannah uh, doing like the treats or whatever and Mona says, I am helping. I'm making sure you don't host a pity party for yourself and invite a cheesecake. 
Moda, you're great. Yeah. Anyway, that was Monsters in the End. Great episode. I fucking loved every one of these episodes. Yeah, they're really good. They're strong, incredibly strong. Um, I mean, the characters are, like you said, firmly established at this point. So they get to be even weirder. Mm-hmm. And it just feels right. Um, yeah, I mean, I did, I did really enjoy this stuff. It's, I guess, I don't know. This early stuff just surprises me and how good in a different way it is. But yeah, this is definitely like the show becoming itself, at least in this era of PLO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's firmed up completely now. All right, so. All right, well. What are we looking at for season two A here? Let's see. This is going to be 12, 13 episodes this time. I, I I guess we include the Halloween episode. Well, I mean, does that mean that we watched the Halloween episode? Did we do a rewatch the Halloween episode? I don't think we did. Hmm. I don't know. We've watched that one a lot, though. I don't know if that would be the best one to rewatch. Let's see what we got here, though. Um... Starting off with It's Alive. Goodbye, look, my name is Trouble. <laughs> what is that one? Episode three? Yeah. Sure. Oh, the devil you know is the one where it's like alley projected on the side of a building, right? Oh, the side of the mausoleum? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Never Letting Go is the fashion show, Surface Tension. Oh, let's do Surface Tension. That has the Ezra Jason dinner party. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, so 03, 07. 08 has the sleeping around the hospital and candy stripers. Hmm. Let's see, hmm. there's one. Uh, one of those, I think, is picture this as like guy following Caleb around, oh, touched yeah. by an angel. That's the serial one. That's the serial one, yeah. Oh, that's the one where Kate shows up too. I think. Oh, is that the dress? Like throwing up on the dress? Maybe it's getting close to it. Might be the next one. I feel like we should do over my dead body because I haven't watched that one in a long time. Twelve. The, the finale, yeah. So what we have so far, we have three, seven, and twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you're feeling. Any any jumping out you? Um, for the fourth one, I'm not sure. I must confess. That's the one where like Emily's jogging in the morning and like goes to Doctor Solden, I think. This is the one with the um, the anti-bullying rally, right? No, that's not till the next one, isn't it? Or isn't wait, maybe, maybe yeah. Not, I'm thinking of Treep Out, but yeah, Treep Out, whatever that episode is. Yeah, that's the one with the anti-bullying thing. It's got Grandma Marin in it. Oh, this is the dress one, I think, where Hannah gets drunk yeah, and throws yeah. out the dress. Blind Dates is the one where they find Jenna, I think, in the alley. Hmm. Oh, wait, is that? No, that that's not yet. That's, that's season three, isn't it, where Jenna can see? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Blind dates, I think, is the one. Oh, that's the one where they hawk the uh... the thing to get the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just take a quick look. Bambi. Oh, Lucas is in that one. Oh, that's the one where Lucas, like, I don't know where it has a date with the Yerba girl. Oh, oh Ren's my. in that one. We should do that one because Ren's in it. Uh, is this uh, blind dates? Yeah. So. All right. So oh. Oh three, oh four, oh seven, and twelve. Three, four, seven, and twelve. Three, four, seven, and twelve. All right. So, if you want to follow along with us, we're going to be watching episodes, seasons two, episode three, episode four, episode seven, episode twelve. Uh, if you would like, if you feel like uh, writing us some of your feedback or your thoughts on these episodes, go ahead and uh, send that over to broswatchpl2 at gmail.com. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about your ideas on the show as well. Yeah. Listener involvement there. But yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time to talk about those episodes. Yeah, see you then.